We're not just doing this for money. We're doing it for a shitload of money. yourself i'm undead muffin i am rhino i'm confused still yeah <laughs> damn it <laughs> and i'm hater dan now <laughs> 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 well every week we all get together on xbox live to watch a new movie through netflix this week was dan's pick and dan picked a movie called eden log a 2007 french film dan would you like to explain to us what we watched Crap. What we watched um, <laughs> yeah, is crap. Uh, once again, proving that anytime <laughs> I pick a movie, it's going to suck in some spectacular manner. Um, I have a perfect track record of picking really shitty movies, and this movie did not let me down. Uh, for the record, I did enjoy the movie, but I think I was the only one. Jay, you said you didn't mind it? Yeah, I didn't mind it. It was just a little boring to me. Yeah. I took a coat hanger and gave myself a at-home lobotomy because of it. So. Well, the undead. good thing with that undead is you really can't tell the difference. Undead, hey. can you? Can you oh, oh, your, oh. Undead, can you bump your mic up a little bit? You're a little yeah. quiet. Oh, put, put it closer, closer to your mouth. No, not closer. Just turn your volume up. Oh, uh, yeah. Try standing on your head, maybe. Uh, <laughs> how's that? Better. Okay. <laughs> Sounds but good. no shaving. Wait until after the show to shave. <laughs> yeah, I apologize in advance if my sound is a little off. I just got this new headset and I haven't had a chance to test it out other than a like for an hour playing World of Warcraft when I got home. So it is an unknown factor. I'm getting I'm getting some nose breathing here. I'm trying probably, to see who's doing it. That's probably me. It was undead. I caught him in the act. I'll reach over and slap. <laughs> <him>. <laughs> I, I think I figured out what's wrong with my mic. Hold on, I just not plugged in all the way. It's on your head. <laughs> Unted's doing his own radio show. Next thing you're going to hear the horses go running by. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> and the door will open. What's that? Oh. Next thing you know, he's going to be raping French chicks in spacesuits. Hey. <laughs> Without ever What's the sound effect for that. Ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like what you're saying. This is a French film. <laughs> uh, this came out in 07 in France, and it did the, the festival circuits for two years, bouncing all over, doing a bunch of film festivals. Finally got released May 19th of 2009 here in the U.S. I didn't see too many other titles. It looks like it basically stayed under Eden Log for all its showings. Right. There, there was like a I Thailand. think we all agreed that, that it was done in English, which, you know, I mean, for whatever yeah. reason... It, that's the the format they chose to do it in, so I would I would be surprised if it had alternate titles. Yeah, well, I was just kind of wondering because you know, like we talked, it's a French film. It seems kind of weird that they'd shoot it in English, and then I I, don't, I guess I was just expecting there to be alternate titles because this has got a German release, uh, a French release. It's, it does have a different name in Thailand. When it got released in Thailand, they they gave it a different title. Is but. it is it Chai Lai too? <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'd actually watch chala before i'd watch this again agreed Agree. the basic basic plot outline is this is the the future and they're using uh as an alternative energy they they're using trees they they grow trees and suck the sap off these trees and somehow magically convert this into an alternate energy and basically each city has its own tree which they call a plantation and this, the, the entire movie takes place inside of a plantation of a city. I think we're going to just say spoiler right now. There's probably going to be a bunch of stuff we talk about. There are some spoilers that can be had. The, the ending has some twists. But I think, like, Dan and Undead didn't like this movie so much. So I think we're just going to throw well, it right now. That's an unspoiler. That's just kind of... That is selling it a little short to just say didn't like it. I mean, there there were aspects of this movie that came across really well. I thought it had a good storyline from start to finish. It was an interesting story. I thought that the acting of the two principal humans uh, they did a they did a you know just fine job and stuff like that. The settings were really nice, but for me, um, the reason that that I went from a movie that I could potentially like to a movie that I absolutely abhor rests entirely on the shoulders of the director. And, you know, it's not, it's not just like a, Oh, this is a crappy sci-fi or whatever. This is, this is actually a movie that, that had a lot of built in potential. And and for me, it it comes down to what's done behind the camera and at the director's hands that just completely destroys this movie. And, you know, we'll get into it as we go through the review, but just saying, didn't like it. That that's, that's almost like saying, you know, there was some inherent flaw in it in the writing or the acting or something that's all solid okay well for the for the record this director this is the director's only movie he was also a co-writer of the movie which to me kind of gives him a little bit of a pass because i i think this was really without knowing the backstory i think this movie was probably his pet project so he may have indulged himself a bit here and there uh, just because of his his involvement with the story it is it's a pretty minimalist movie it, it looks like black and white through most of the movie. You get some splashes of color here and there, but you never, ever really get color. This is all pretty much black and white. When you get color, it's just a little bit here and there. Um, I think Dan's biggest gripe about it, besides the shaky cam, is it's a pretty dark movie. There's a there's not much lighting in a lot of this, which in certain areas does help with the, uh, the, the creatures. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, the movie for me starts right out we we've got whoever our protagonist is crawling up out of this mud pit and i don't have a problem with that i was a little scared that he was going to be naked at first and i was going to be stuck with another you know like <laughs> j dirty or something but, <laughs> but he had pants on thank god but the whole opening scene is 
three seconds of blackness, bam, this bright strobe light, three seconds of blackness, strobe light, and it just goes on forever before he's able to find where the source of the light is and actually do something interactive with it. And I just thought within I, I had already framed my impression within the first few minutes that this was a director who was madly in love with himself <laughs> and wanted you to be in love with him too. And so I timed it. It takes it seven minutes. Yeah. The beginning is pretty long and you could have gotten through that part and not even that you could have done that in two minutes, but they a do. A lot of movies have done darkness better than this. Pitch black did darkness really well. Mm. The descent did darkness really well. I, I, I even shitty sci-fi movies have done darkness better. And, and I get why Rhino likes, you know, the, the artistic kind of flair and stuff like that. And you know how the minimalist action mm-hmm. does get rid of the, the flaws that you might have in a lower budget film or something. But I don't think that this film needed it. I, I think it was purely the director's choice to film it in this style and and take, you know, instead of taking his chances, that because there was so much detail in the set design and everything, I thought it would have looked great. But he's got everything in such stark contrast where the blacks are super black and the whites are super white that you can't see anything. In, in, as far as the beginning goes, you may not realize, at least uh, the first time you watch this, you may not realize it. But on the second time through, to me, what it kind of symbolized, the way it goes from light to dark and with those those big pauses in between, is this guy is coming to consciousness. And if you've, ever, if you've been knocked out as many times as I have, <laughs> you know when you come to all just, by just women. how fucked up everything is and to me that's kind of what i think he was trying to show was that this guy has no idea where he is he has no idea how he got there he has no idea what's going on he can't see anything and his his consciousness just keeps flashing in and out while he's stumbling around in the dark a good director can express that without making the camera do that i mean i can watch apocalypse now and i can tell that martin sheen is coming out of a really bad lsd trip without uh, you know, having to sit there and have the, the camera flash on and off and shit like that. You, it's just an actor can express that and a director can capture that. And and instead of doing that, he's like making you live through the experience and, and doing it in just a really ugly way. For the record, I didn't like Apocalypse, no. I thought it was really boring. Oh, my God. I know. I, I oh. knew you were going to be upset. I know. Oh, Rhino's off the show. You can't dislike Apocalypse Now. <laughs> it just it bored me. It just really oh bored me. God. I watched it. Bored with and Apocalypse I'm just now, like, now with this turn? Ugh. Ugh. When is this going to end? And oh who who God. has the heart of gold in this one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, this is, it, to me... Nobody had kinda, a heart of gold in Apocalypse Now. Coming back off this story for a minute, looking at a lot of the ratings on different websites, because uh, Rotten Tomatoes only gave this a 43 uh, IMDb gives it a 5.3 out of 10. And I, what it actually is, is if you look at the individual ratings, is what you'll get is you'll get people who love it and then people who don't like it. So the gaps between the people who like this movie and didn't is pretty big. This is a movie that people are going to like or people aren't going to like, um, yeah, unless you're Jade Derby. Yeah, I'm always the oddball in all the conversations. So but Yeah, I mean, it does end up with a lot of kind of mediocre ratings, but it's just because it's a mix of people who really liked it and people who didn't really like it. And I gotta say, I'm really disappointed that you guys didn't like it, because there was so much stuff in this movie I really wanted to talk about. Ruin that for you. It, it just it just comes down to the, the visual assault, you know, the, the director yeah. who who doesn't want the biggest part about a movie and this goes all the way back to the to the you know ancient black and white silent movies and shit like that. You're 
you're watching the movie. And if the director right. is making the movie unwatchable, then there's just no point to it. I mean, I love the scanner darkly, but I hated the fact that they filmed it in Ooh. rotoscope. Oh but I endured God. it because it was a great Ooh. story. Oh this movie God. is even more. <laughs> this show is over. <laughs> this is the shortest episode of movie night ever. <laughs> I, what, I, what I actually like to do is I probably should uh, read the book because I, I thought the movie was an abortion. Oh my God! I couldn't tell You're what the about fuck was eating log or scanner darkly. Scanner darkly. I couldn't tell what the fuck was going on. See, my buddy Sauce forced me to watch it because he was like totally in love with it. And I, I oh. hate rotoscope so much. Those fucking commercials that are on TV that are in rotoscope. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Sauce was like, you know, dude, look, we like all these other movies. You know, we have the same taste. You will like this movie. Just get past yeah. the rotoscope. And I did. And as soon as I could ignore the fact that the film was just an assault on my eyes, I was able to enjoy the storyline. And, and eating log, unfortunately, <laughs> was even more offensive to my eyes and I, I just couldn't I couldn't stop being offended by what the director was doing to me long enough to enjoy what was a really good story. It just it's Yeah, let's let's talk about the story a bit because I think we all agree we like the story. And this yeah. is honestly I, I, I wonder if there's a book out there because to me this is an interesting universe and there's a lot of really cool stuff that uh, to me, I, the thing that I did like about the movie was while the story was really solid, they didn't take a lot of time to stop and sit down and explain to you in detail till the how a lot, till the techno yeah how a lot of the technology works, which a lot of these sci-fi movies do. They just you know oh look at this neat shit we got here. This is exactly how it fucking works. And then you're sitting there, you listen to it. That's fucking bullshit. That would never work. Well, you know, and the, here when they, they don't, did they don't take get a lot into of that with the that. trees. That did happen. When they're trying to explain how the tree sap works and the people and all this other shit, it's like that that's stupid. But well most of the exposition though does go in flow with the movie. They never specifically stop until the end. Right. They never really specifically stop just to say, Hey, this is what's going on. Yeah, and even a lot of the, the like the first half of the movie, there's hardly even any talking. Yep. Yeah, though there really isn't much for for exposition at all. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the lead character talks at all until after he's gotten done eating his Snickers bar under the impossible to I escape was, net. I think it was a croissant. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the 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 first part of the movie is pretty minimalist. Um, we basically see our character come to. He uh, slowly figures out at least I, I won't say he figures out where he is, but he kind of figures out the direction he wants to move into. So the the movie basically follows his path from the bottom of what's got to be like a series of tunnels underneath this plantation. He's basically trying to get to the surface again to get out. Um, he doesn't know who he is, and through the course of the story, he slowly figures out who he is. Right after, like uh, we talked a little about the intro. The intro is going to make or break this movie, I think. I think if you hate the intro you're probably going to sit through the rest of this movie just waiting for it to be over. If you don't mind the intro, I think you're probably going to be okay with the movie. Or you'll sleep I would through. agree with that. Yeah, poor undead couldn't stay awake <laughs> yeah. through the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, I tried to but you sleep had the same it, but my kids kept time. waking me up, and they wouldn't stop. I told them, let me just sleep next time, and the little bastards kept waking me up. So I blame them. We do get a scene shortly after he comes to where uh, we hear some uh, noises in the background that sound like bears or tigers or something growling in the background. So we right away know that there's going to be some under underground monsters of some sort. It's a while before we get to see him, but at least you know this kind of puts the fear into our protagonist to get him moving. 
Um, shortly after that, we run into Tree Jesus, <laughs> where we do get we get a little bit of stupid well, exposition that, to me, never really pays off. Yeah, but it, it was it was it was a cool set, and the 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 makeup and stuff I thought was cool, and even in the um, the, he's basically the tree has grown him into the wall, and as the tree grows and expands, it's slowly ripping him apart, but he's still alive. We we've seen uh, I thought this, that was we've of, seen that scene already though in Alien Resurrection where the one scientist dude is like, you know, basically a head on a wall, and and he's talking to Sigourney Weaver and stuff like that. So there's nothing inherently wrong with the scene. It's just. He's giving us exposition that never gets connected to the other stuff later. So you learn stuff nope. that you won't be able to do anything with. Empire, right? And it, they do they flash back to him a little bit at the end, but I, to me, he never really does no. fit the story a whole lot. I, we do have to backtrack really quick though, because you know you're talking about the creatures, mm-hmm. and we had already seen them. The big thing about this movie, the the good parts of it, are the fact that this is. A very similar story to Event Horizon or Sunshine or Pandorum, especially. And I'm going to go ahead and call it that whoever whoever it was that wrote Pandorum or the director had to have seen this movie first. There's way too many yep. things that are taken directly from Eating Log and yep. put into Pandorum. The creatures and the way they're formed and what they do, nearly identical. Yep. Um, there's individual scenes like where uh, where Tobiak, the the lead character in this, is like going up or down ventilation shafts, identical to the ones that the little corporal yep. dude is doing in Pandorum. Um, there's scenes where he's like moving through large nests of the creatures. They behave. Did you check out that wiki, Dan? Yeah, I'm reading it right now. Okay, now we were talking about Pandorum. Um, where were we going with yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, um, well, what I was saying about Pandorum. Um, I kind of forgot. Just where basically you're... that I, I don't know what point we we lost the recording or whatever. It was but, somewhere. Uh, basically... You you hadn't because I was going to bring up the point. Um, and this is definitely where we're getting into spoiler. Anybody who doesn't want to know. This or Pandorum, turn off this podcast now. Because like Dan was saying, even the, the almost the ending of this, because in Pandorum and this movie both, it turns out that our our main protagonist through all this is actually the bad guy. Yeah, and yeah. that again follows Pandorum damn near to the letter. Yeah, that there is there's no way that these two movies came out coincidentally having this much in common. Yeah. Somebody had to either be adapting something or or, you know, maybe it was like a, a wreck and quarantine kind mm-hmm. of situation where they thought they were rewriting it. But, you know, there's there's just way too much going on Jay, for it to just be a coincidence. You were saying you found something on the wiki. What's up with that? Well, it was no actually... Saying found it. Is there anything good? Is there, like, anything tying the two? Or? Yeah. Yeah, actually, there's uh, quite a bit here on the Wikipedia. It actually, uh, first of all, it tells why he did this the way he did because and he's gives the greatest actually, director ever well i mean <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well he just 
told about how it was his first movie. He didn't want it to be like all the other science fiction movies. He didn't want to date it. That why the, that's why there was no knobs or buttons. Mm. Yeah, the technology in this to me was really good, especially for a sci-fi guys. I think the technology of this doesn't look dated. The the computers don't have screens. They just kind of project themselves either onto a wall or whatever they happen across. Um, there isn't because like Alien, as much as I love the movie Alien, the computers do look dated because it's like the Star Wars <sighs> buttons. You know, you just have your little flash oh. buttons here and there. It doesn't ruin oh, the Rhino. Movie, it it, it doesn't. Ruin the movie. I, I love the movie. I love the way the the starship. I'll is. grant you that some of the computer stuff in Alien, right? Can Alien, get a little dated. Yeah, Alien. But aliens, man, they avoid all that yep. shit by making everything just pretty much look like battle computers. No, I'm talking about the first one only, and uh, okay. yeah, kind of like Star Wars. Even Star Wars, some of the um, some of the screens, like in the Death Star where you see, you know, some of the, the controls, <laughs> yeah. you know? but, uh, it, it doesn't do any of that. And, you know, I have to agree. I don't think he dated the movie at all. Yeah. This, this movie will look just as bad to Dan 10 years from now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to watch it again. <laughs> oh yeah. You are. It was a challenging movie because I wanted, I really wanted to like it. You know, it, it's sci-fi and, and it had a really nice fallout kind of look to it. But the problem was, was just, it was all with the, what the director did to this movie and i just i couldn't i couldn't get past it no matter how much came out good from this movie and it did have a lot of things to to say for it it just the director was so busy trying to show you how awesome he was that that he couldn't this would stop to just tell you the story this would be a real badass short you know if you cut this down to 30 minutes this would be a badass 30 minute movie See, and while we were watching, I was telling Rhino about this French short I had watched called Bunker, and it's about this French chick in a bunker trying to reach contact with the outside world, and it's shot in the same minimalist style. It's stark black and white, very little color going on, and for a short movie, that can work, but when we're talking over an hour and a half of just ugly, ugly film, it it's just too much. It's on. And then he started it out, you know, with that, with that dick across the eyes yeah. stuff going on. And as uh, it was just when I came in, when I came into this, I was really, I was expecting transmorphers. I was expecting this to be shot in somebody's grandma's house, you know, with their mom's Toyota Corolla being bought. <laughs> I was expecting this to be complete fucking garbage when I read the thing and uh, started looking at it and I was blown away, but it's still even that, that intro, I was already, I was still on the fence. I'm like, man, this is, this isn't so good. And then all of a sudden, like Dan said, luckily the guy is wearing pants. But for a minute there, you get nervous. You may get a junk shot. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, Jay had said that this is the the director's first movie. I was gonna say that uh, in my research for the film, I did. I found the same thing. This guy has been a set or a, an assistant director and a second director in a lot of movies. But this is his first shot at directing his own movie, which I think could answer some of Dan's criticisms that I think this guy finally got the reins to something and maybe just went a little ape shit. Yeah. You know, there there have been other minimalist um, black and white stories that I just thought had better camera control. And, you know, even if you go back to Blair Witch, um, a lot of whenever they had, I think it was like the DAT or whatever, the the one black and white camera. Um, they did a better job of showing you what was going on, and uh, there's a movie called Pi that uh, is black and white. And, is that P.I.? And it's still, yeah, P.I. And that one, it, you know, that can get a little harsh to watch at times, but 
you don't lose the details. And that was the, really the beauty of black and white is you lose the color, but you usually pick up detail. And what he does in Eden Log is he goes black and white and then you still lose all the details. So it's it's just it's kind of heartbreaking. Like when you watch one of the old um, universal, you know, classic movies and someone's got a really bad copy transfer of it yeah. and you're just looking at black and white splotches moving across the screen. And that's what a lot of eating law eating eating <laughs> log is. I keep calling it by its insult. I, I think something that we did all like were the creatures. The creatures are mutated yep. workers that when the tree the tree gets sick and decides it's being attacked when the people are bleeding the um the sap, sap. yeah. When they're bleeding the sap off, the tree kind of goes into defensive mode and starts putting out a toxin that actually mutates a bunch of the workers into basically Pandorum-like creatures. And uh, I yeah. think we can all agree that we like the monsters in this. They did a pretty yeah. decent job with the masks. Yeah. Um, the only drawback to the monsters is it, there are a few fight scenes where instead of being terrifying badasses, they turn into like, they're not real something scary. out of the Power Rangers. It's it was embarrassing. They're, there was a couple of the fight scenes that I just couldn't believe it. They're definitely stupid. I mean, at no point in this movie do any of the creatures show much for intelligence. They fear plastic. Yeah, they they won't go <laughs> transparent plastic. They um they they don't even seem real strong because there's a bunch of points in the movie where this guy just flat out overpowers them, which. Technically, if you think about it, if these these are mutated people and they're sick, you can kind of see it. But you'd like your monsters to be a little bit more badass than this. Yeah. As we as he works his way through the 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 plant, we we do find out that there are still some security guards. The security guards are searching for somebody, but we we can't quite figure out who. But he 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 thinks he should be afraid of them, so he avoids them at a couple of spots. This leads to the uh, the Pandorum scene that Dan was talking about, where he has to climb up the uh, the ventilation shafts. Shortly after that, yep. we meet basically our second primary character in this. That um, I was calling him Trapeze Guy in my notes, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this was a scene I really liked. Was he gets captured by a guy who's been hiding out, hiding basically from the creatures inside the maintenance department. A botanist, yeah, yeah. And he's got basically his own little uh, own little world, and he can keep the creatures out. He's got plenty of food and stuff, so he's got no real incentive to to escape. Um, he's this is this is kind of uh, split up into two characters in Pandorum, where we have the botanist, who's like the kick-ass Asian dude, and then we have the black cook, who's got like the the vertical hiding place, you know, where he's up off the floor, and everyone else has to stay down there where the creatures can get him. Yeah, well, and then, uh, yeah, so we get a little bit of interaction between him and Trapeze Guy. It, they eventually, Trapeze Guy figures out that this guy isn't mutated or is gonna, isn't going to mutate, so he releases him, which leads to shortly after that. This is one of the, the scenes where we were talking about how feeble the creatures are because he gets strung up by Trapeze Guy, and Trapeze Guy takes off, leaving him to the mutants. And when a mutant comes in, basically all he does is wrap the thing up in rope and takes off. Yeah. I and mean, it's not much. I could have seen scene. Charlton Heston handling that fight scene <laughs> yeah. pretty well. Yeah. Uh, this leads to the, as I call it, the love scene of the movie. Um, shortly after that, he catches up a trapeze guy in some sort of an elevator. And we start to see that maybe our main character isn't real sound in the head either. 
he starts to get some flashbacks. This is another scene I think Dan didn't like because there's a lot of really rough chop cuts throughout. Yeah, I, and there's just no need for it. They they flash in and out of shaky cam. They do this thing where the guy's obviously having some sort of an aneurysm or brain attack or something. And so the way the director shows us this is instead of showing an actor acting, he takes the camera and shakes it around a whole lot <laughs> and makes it change colors. And it's like, you know, a, a good actor <laughs> probably could have expressed that without you having to to smack the camera around. And it just it just didn't seem necessary. And the jump cuts were really annoying too we, because they kept on. We do get a scene I end up liking out of this. During the scene, what we get, we find out that Trapeze guy is actually Trapeze girl. Upon oh, a, upon second viewing, Rhino found out yeah. that Trapeze guy. Yeah, was trapeze. I, I just never gave <laughs> it a thought. I figured out from the first scene where she shows up and she's got hips, tits, and like nothing dangling between her legs. Yeah, but, but and then well, when, they, when they when they did the, well, yeah, it it was just I don't know. Maybe I was especially horny when I was watching it. Or yeah, I, I was just so busy. I was looking at everything in the side, you know, in the background and stuff. I just. The voice was somewhat masculine, and I, I guess I just automatically thought it was a guy. Um, so to me, well, you guys it was a all bit thought of a this was a dub, and and I was I was convinced this, from the beginning that it was actually shot in English, and and I think that might have thrown you guys too. This if you is thought that definitely everything was dubbing. This is definitely ADR. This is not on set audio. Yeah, you know, it, it, they did probably say the lines in English, but this is definitely ADR. This is not. You know, there was not a, a mic on the set. I'd be willing to bet. Uh, the, they sound too cartoonish at times. Yeah. I mean, like I said, the audio also, is, it matches the mulls, but it doesn't match the scene. Yeah, this I, I think this is like the Italian films where they everybody says their lines in English and they do everything in English, but then they come back and they dub. Yeah, we don't even know. This probably wasn't that Clovis's name or the, the Clovis's voice. Um, because he's a, a really big French actor. I I doubt he could do that clean of an English. So Oh, Gerard Depardieu does. Who? And he's... Uh, oh, my God. Is that Gerard Butler's <laughs> brother? <laughs> no, no, no. But nobody, nobody in this entire movie has any kind of an accent. So I, I do think this is additional dialogue. Um. I don't know where the fuck were we going with this. Oh, I was I was still trying to explain why I thought that was a dude, because the voice <laughs> the voice does come because it it goes through some sort of a uh, they have a helmet on and it goes through some sort of a, a voice box thing that manlies it up a little bit. Um, yeah. What we were trying to get. I guess to, having heard having heard what the security guards sounded like with their voice modulators on, when I heard the botanist, I. It's just, I yeah. don't know, that it's, and the fact that I, I saw tits and hips. Yeah. I was... The second time through, it, it does stick out like a sore thumb. I just totally missed it the first time through. But what we were trying to get to here is the love scene. Yeah. There, there were some really nasty chop cuts, but it, it leads to kind of an interesting perspective because our, our lead guy, Tobiak, starts to freak out and have some sort of a seizure. And it cuts to a scene where it looks like him and Trapeze Girl are making out. But what it actually is, is Tobiak is raping her. So we end up with a really nice little love-slash-rape scene here. And Not really and nice. This it would have really worked nice a lot better, something. except for yeah, no all of a sudden there's like white feathery shit on her hair. They never explain <laughs> where it comes from or why it's there. I, I, but like I don't quite... After raping her, 
she has little white feathers. I'll say, I don't understand why you... I don't get the fascination with it. Why? I'll say, yeah, why that fuck you up so much? It's just like, it's just like, like, all those things in sci-fi movies where you set up the rules, this is how the science fiction is going to work in this movie, and then later on, eh, fuck it, let's just throw this shit in and see if anyone's paying attention. It's just white stuff. Yeah, but it has to if come this is like something. Rhino's it fascination with it's dirty. Everything's emotions. dirty. It's just yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, this is just like the biggest part of the movie that went on for like forty-five <laughs> minutes about the white shit that was on her. <laughs> I just don't get. I didn't even notice it. it, it uh... There's white shit on her. Did she get it on her during the rape scene? No, you were asleep. <laughs> yeah, you were sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> I tried waking you up for it, but oh. Um, I was out. I couldn't. I could not watch this movie another time. I'd probably go into a coma or something. Nah. Yeah. Post rape scene. <laughs> we don't. We don't get a whole lot more going on. We get basically it's kind of some chase scenes. We get these two working their way up the levels here and there. We don't get a whole lot more uh, story wise until they run into um, another botanist up closer to level one. This is my favorite shot of the movie. They run into a botanist. No, that guy was a technician, Rhino. Is that what he was? Okay. Yeah, the one that they showed the face of him alive on his yep. dead face. That was a because he, he says I'm the last technician on this level and okay. blah 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 blah. So no, that was cool. Yeah. They're getting closer and closer to the yeah, that exit. Yeah, that was pretty, pretty nice. And yeah, they they get a really neat little scene. There's some exposition going on, but to me the exposition was pretty freaking pointless i don't think we really learned anything all that critical but it was a cool shot because that they have like most of the scenes in the movie when the computers replay information the 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 video is basically just slapped up somewhere and here it happens to fall on the dead man's face so what you have is the video of the person talking being played on the dead person's face and it gives you a really really creepy looking effect i've never seen that in any movie before I, oh, that was well done. I thought that was really cool. And that was, like I said, because I like this movie so much. To me, it was just another one. I was like, man, I just, I love the way this movie looks. And the story is solid enough to keep me in it that the, the visuals can kind of get me up over it. So, yeah, but shortly after that, we get yet another scene where these, the, the mutants are just, they're obviously made out of marshmallow or something. <laughs> one starts chasing them and he rips their face off with his bare hands. Uh, so yeah, leading to yet another chase scene. Um, they end up inside a, a solid tank container of some sort. Uh, it, it's again, it's, which I thought was a, a really nice setting and yep. with, with a better camera or with better lighting, he could have taken a lot of advantage of it. I mean, you know, you look at something like um, Cameron's uh, the abyss and we've got a lot of deep, deep underwater scenes where they're showing the outside of the oil rig and stuff like that. And it's just gorgeous stuff. You right. see it on camera and it's just like, damn, this movie had the potential for it. it the setting is really reminiscent of like the, the winding down parts of THX, you know, where we're going through these really elaborate stairwells and stuff like that. But I didn't like THX. But because the director, oh my God. <laughs> yet, yet on Netflix, <laughs> on Netflix, we have 80% similar. Yet every movie we talk about, we just are totally upset. <laughs> no, I think it. THX it, just bored me. I just thought it was kind of boring. That's all. Oh, it was boring. There's no doubt about it. It was really boring. But, but I thought that there was enough there to keep me going. I mean, you know, I I, I, I would watch this the whole thing. 
I would watch this over THX. I would watch. Um, <laughs> I think I'd just. Would... <laughs> Undead would watch the back of his eyelids before he watched this. <laughs> and he did. Yes. Several times. <laughs> Much more entertaining, I thought. And it made it more 3D. Yeah. Because it's so dark, I was able to encapsulate myself in that darkness myself. <laughs> I would definitely have enjoyed this movie more as an audiobook or a written book than as a movie. Just because How about- I think the storyline and characters were strong enough. I would have enjoyed learning more, but the director just ruined this whole thing. For I me. really think there's a good story here. You know, if somebody has written a book, I, I think there's a really interesting great universe. video game too. I mean, this would be like a combination mm-hmm. of Fallout and Resident Evil. You could just play a hell of a video game off of this. And there's even a scene in Fallout that's really similar, where a man and a tree are kind of merging together right. and yeah, stuff actually, like yeah. that. It's, yeah, because this does know, have kind of a vault tech vault feel throughout. Yeah, it does. And and those scenes where they're in the bunker type areas, I really enjoyed because those are some of the few scenes where the director actually turned on a couple of lights so you could see what was going on and it definitely helped yeah it definitely when they're in transit the the the, the uh, what am i trying to say the 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 visuals <laughs> go down the lighting goes down and everything gets really dark you, you lose a lot of the uh, the detail when they're in transit but when they stop at a certain setting you know he he does kind of bring the lighting back up he focuses a bit more you get a, a lot higher resolution when they're actually stopped to do something. And as most of the set pieces in this are, are really cool, there's a lot of really good visuals to look at. Story-wise, though, there really isn't a whole lot left to this story other than the ending. Um, <laughs> and the, the ending... The ending that should have been, and then, well, then the ending. There's two endings that here. Rhino hates. Yes, because to me, this movie ended ten minutes before this movie ended. And this cost this movie <laughs> probably a half a star. See, it was a full star when we started out. Now it's only a yeah, half star. Yeah, well, because I was thinking... <laughs> Rhino, if, Rhino's mad at Dan, so it's going to be it's like a four-and-a-half-star movie now. My original thoughts were, if this movie would have ended where I wanted it to end, I may have given it a five. But then I started thinking about movies I give fives, and this, this isn't one of those. So I would have maybe given this a four-and-a-half. Um. We'll see what we give it at the end here. <laughs> but the, the, the ending here, there's like I said, there's two endings. There's my ending, and then there's some fucking abortion that they stapled to the end of this. Um, the, the 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 ending is, I should maybe let's back up just a cunt here more because we still have to get rid of Trapeze Girl because Trapeze Girl and Tobiak are still together. There's a, a short little weird interchange between the two where she starts freaking out and like mutating or having a seizure. We're not sure what we're, it turns out something must've happened during the rape that either made her sick or may have gotten her pregnant or we don't know what happened, but she all of a sudden decides she doesn't want to leave anymore. She decides she's just going to go back down into the plant. So we, we, at this point, trapeze girl and Tobiak split up and from here on out, Tobiak's going to be on his own. Shortly after that happens, Tobiak ends up in the security office, basically towards the entrance of the the plant. And once he gets in there, this is where we start getting a lot of exposition. This is where they start kind of dropping all the pieces together and they start taking hunks of the movie and trying to connect a little story out of it. And what it ends up being is 
to me, I thought maybe Tobiak was this engineer that they were, was it an engineer they were talking about or architect? Architect. Architect, Architect. yeah, which is what I had thought he was all throughout the whole movie. I thought he was going to turn out being the architect. Yeah, and later I think we decided. Turns out the architect is Tree Jesus. Tree Jesus, right. But uh, it turns out what Tobiak actually is, is Tobiak is the leader of a security force that was sent in to take down a plant uprising. What they thought was happening in the plant was that there was just the workers were uh, doing a revolt. They didn't realize there were mutants down there. And what it turns out Tobiak was, is Tobiak was the leader of this group that was supposed to go in there and basically smash the little guys. And Yeah, and, and they did do a nice little tie-in to one of the initial exposition scenes. When Tobiak first finds the data recorders, there's this dead Asian hooked up to uh, the machine, like with his little hand in the sandwich scanner or whatever. <laughs> and uh, and it turns out now that Tobiak <laughs> had actually killed that guy. Because the the company thought that the Asian dude was the leader of the worker revolt, right. and uh, you know, and that's why they had started there with killing him. Yeah, because it turns so, out the, the the guy we like the guy we think is chasing Tobiak all along is actually the guy who Tobiak is. It turns out that the guys who were chasing him all along were just his remaining lackeys that were trying to find him, hoping he was still alive. Which um, you know, again. Pandorum has to draw heavily from this. And I, I did some internet that. searches. It doesn't look like anyone's officially acknowledging it, but we're not the first people to notice the similarity between the two movies. But yeah, to me, this is where the movie needed to end because we get kind of a neat little scene where the security guards finally get into the security office. But as they come in, he realizes who he is, so he's not afraid anymore. He turns around, and when they see him, like, oh, thank God you're still alive, blah, 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 hugs, kisses, hearts of gold everywhere. Um, <laughs> to me, this is where that movie had to end. That's where the credits roll. <laughs> Just because Rhino couldn't deal with the emotion of the scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's to me, because it, it does go dark for like 15 seconds, and I'm like, oh, man, that was a fucking great movie, so I thought it was over. No, there's 10 more minutes of this fucking piece of shit. And he pulls in the Indian. Yeah, well, yeah. No, apparently somebody <laughs> decided that that wasn't a good enough ending. So what we get is your basic Disney tree hugger fucking ending. Where now all of a I... sudden Tobiak has learned the error of his ways and blah, 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 blah. Ugh, puppies and unicorns. makes sweet, sweet love to that tree and it pumps him full of its Watt stuff. Yeah, I saw I'm the not stuff entirely that certain that that's a Disney ending. It's definitely <laughs> yeah. a tree hugger kind of ending, but I don't think Disney would end it with wiping out humanity, which is pretty much what he's doing. I mean, he's he, you know, or he, was it a new day? City. No. Yeah, to he me, was like he, taking down everything that the humans were using for power, and basically the tree is now going to run wild. And yeah. This was, humans are evil, you know, we're destroying the earth, even though if we're not here, who gives a fuck if the earth is here? <sighs> oh, I but we did have a little bit of story earlier in the movie that whenever something's hooked up to him and it goes into the tree, it makes the tree grow green instead of the And that's, dark. right. That's confusing. That's what the botanist had discovered, that, that can, they never explain yeah. how that happens or why he's so different, but the botanist had discovered that when she did her little test on him. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what freaked her out initially. Yeah, the story is definitely not perfect, and I th- I think some of it does get lost in the editing room, maybe. But uh, I think the story is solid enough to tie the whole movie together. And you know, like I, we were talking earlier, you know, Dan, I think you thought that was the strongest part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I guess we're not yeah. talking about the ending because I I agree the ending is shit. No, I it, it that, definitely should have ended with the reveal that he was Tobiak. That that was the ending of the movie. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. doubt. The whole last ten minutes is fucking irrelevant. It has nothing. What actually would have been kind of cool as an ending because I did kind of like the first part of the second ending. You know where they show him suiting up. What they could have done is maybe rolled credits over that and basically done like uh, I can't think of a different movie I've seen this in, but you know how you. You've seen like training videos. Yeah, you know, they basically could have played like a security guard training video while credits roll. <laughs> you know, I, maybe that would have been kind of neat because that little yeah, animation. It's so at the stupid because is... he suits up and then five minutes later he takes his suit off so he can <laughs> stick the tree dick in his belly. And, what? you know, it's just like, yeah. Why did you go so, through all the bother suiting up just so you could get naked and take tree So dick basically, and... if you watch this movie, as soon as he finds out who he truly is, Turn it off. shut it off, it off, and you'll be satisfied yeah. with the email Dan with your the correct opinion that this movie it was amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. No. Dear Dan, if you are incorrect. <laughs> if you if you go to see movies to be entertained and enjoy visual styling, you will not enjoy this movie because it is <laughs> butt fucking ugly. I got a question. To go to it's the director who's playing with his the contrast controls too much. It's like it's like, you know, one day the control panel for my TV popped open and my five year old got in there and fucked with the knobs. That's pretty much what this whole movie looks like. Would you say don't ever see this movie? Or would you say see this movie at least once? I would say never see this movie. It's that bad. Ouch. Yeah. I, I, I wrestled with it because I, I don't want to sell short that there's things. This is the guy who suggested watching. people see Meat Market. <laughs> <laughs> Meat Market was a lot Meat worse Market, movie than this. I think Meat Market was more visually appealing than this. Huh. This is a good storyline that's in upside director, down or backwards, maybe? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is, this is a good movie that the director single handedly fucked into non existence all by himself. By by his insistence that we have to love him and what he can do with a camera, this and guy doesn't what he can owe do you money, does he? <laughs> I feel he does. I feel he owes me. He owes me back for all the time that I watched this movie because I have seen ugly movies before that didn't completely ruin the storyline. Uh, you know, yeah. like I said, Scanner Darkly or Pie. But this movie, he works so hard. It, it's showing you, you know, look, you will love my movie because I am great art director. And and he's so busy <laughs> showing off his, his a German camera. Yeah. I did love this movie. And I did. I, I loved it for the visuals because to me, I, I thought the story was a bit weak. But I actually I liked how weak the story was because I liked that they didn't spend a lot of time giving me detail. Because I think if they would have took the time to fill in a lot of that detail – that would have sunk the fucking movie. The fact if that if this they... were a book or a video game, I would recommend it. But there's just too much of that constant blackness. You know, I, I've heard some people who've like criticized Dead Space said that too, where there's just too many scenes where it's just like all black and you can't see shit. And I don't like to watch those movies, or you know, or play a game like that where where it's just all black and you can't see shit. And this movie does too much of it for too long. Mm. Well, I think we pretty much wrapped up the story. Um, Undead or Jay, I know me and Dan have been talking a lot. You guys really got much you want to say about it? or? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, know, I know Undead, you want to feel wild Offense about it. Offense asleep again, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, like, I, I, I actually was... stayed awake for the first time through. Like I said, I felt like killing myself then because, I mean, that's just... I, I got to the point that it was so aggravating. I did not even give a shit about the story. Um what would be a similar movie that 
you hated as much as this one? Can you think of anything? Colin. See, I've never seen Colin. Uh, I I've been to... really scared of Colin too because I, I've heard it's it's another movie that's really visually poor. Yeah, it's visually poor, story poor. It's basically both these movies are the same. Um, because I would always like I want to see a movie work where there is hardly any talking, where it is almost a complete silent film. Uh, with very little talking, but for some reason, in my opinion, it does not work. Where the, at least the two examples I know of do not pull it off in modern day terms. Now, I would have to say with this movie, me and Dan did agree on another thing. We both liked the lead actor in this. I think we both thought the lead actor oh, did a good a job. job. I thought he looked yeah, like Mr. Bean. He actually almost looks a see, little Gerard Butler-ish. Yeah, That's he was, he was pretty came to my beefy. Mind, I'd love to see him in like the sequel to District B-13 or you know any other good French action yeah. movie. He'd do great. He is in a movie but, called uh, Poultry Gay, if you want to see that one. <laughs> I think Jay's seen it. I own it. We hope so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jay, you got anything you wanted to say about it? No, not really. Like I said, it was just kind of boring to me pretty much to the whole movie. I didn't love it, didn't hate it. Okay. Probably wouldn't watch it again. It was just, you know, just another movie that got watched. It really will not have an impact on anything in the future movie picking of that director or anything like that. So well, this is his only one, so you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think after he made this movie, his mother uh, reabsorbed him into the womb. This is, uh, <laughs> this, this is a movie that was released in 07, and this guy's only a couple years older than me. And for a director, that isn't really all that old. So I wouldn't be surprised if we do see some more from this guy. Uh, it, the fact that it made the film I'll kill circuits, him. I think this movie was <laughs> yeah. probably did okay here and there. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw more from this guy eventually. I'll have to hunt him down and, and kill him because and, I wouldn't want to uh, see another movie by him. Mute. <laughs> <laughs> let's, get into, let's get into our ratings and put the nail in the coffin on this thing. Go ahead, Dan. We'll just go in our normal order, Dan, Jay, and I'm dead. All righty. And you guys well, really you know, haven't again, figured this out yet after six episodes? You know, Jay, we don't interrupt <laughs> you while we're talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can you play episode three, four, and five, please? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Dan, before you're so rudely interrupted. <laughs> I, I really wrestled with this. I don't words, want so. to sell short the fact that there were some good moments in the movie, but at the end of the day, when I think about the the effect that this movie had on me, uh, what the director did to this movie and to me while I watched it was to enrage, infuriate, and completely disgust me. Um, what he does with the film medium should never be recreated. <laughs> he should be hunted down, castrated, quartered, killed. And That's then just because he's French. I would hope that if he has any children, that they would be put to death for fear that they might <laughs> This movie is worse than Meat Market. Um, it has more potential than Meat Market could ever hope for, and this director just completely ruins it. He takes a giant shit on the screen and smears it into his actor's hair. And um, I'm going to give it a <laughs> yeah. rate it anymore. I hate this movie. Wow. hate it. All right, Jay. Let her okay, well, like I said before, I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's basically right around middle of the road. I wouldn't really recommend anybody to watch it as a must-see, but 
like I said, if that if I found another movie that that director happens to make in the future, I would still watch the movie even though it's the same director that did this one. So I'm gonna have to say that I'm gonna give this one about a two point five. That's uh, Dan. I don't think I heard. Did you, how many? What did you give this one? Uh, did you, are you one. gonna give it a zero or a one or? No, no, I, I, I don't believe in a zero rating. Okay. I mean, it's it one star. It's just an I hated it. Yeah, right, I did. Well, I was gonna give it a half a star. I really was. Um, I really would not recommend this to anybody. I got thinking about it. I mentioned Colin earlier. I would recommend Colin because there is an audience for it out there, and obviously there's an audience for this. But I think it's very few. Like people. Rhino. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Rano, you, putting this right you're, next to my criterion of Howard the Duck. <laughs> oh my god! You're now uh, part of a small, close knit group of people who actually like this movie. The elite. Uh, yeah, the elite uh, eating log. Uh, eat, I can't. <laughs> you're the elite of eating logs. <laughs> but eating uh, log fan club. <laughs> I, I just the first time I watched it through, it fucking gave me a headache. Close, damn near close to me having a migraine um, because the the visuals. I got to the point that I this the first seven minutes of complete darkness. Reason why I knew it was complete darkness for seven minutes was I checked the time. I actually had to fucking check how long I was into this movie because it felt like I had been watching it for thirty minutes. That timer and- is for titty checks only. <laughs> well, there was no yeah. titties in this movie. The only Rhino, you are never allowed find. to criticize people for timing and anything. We all know about <laughs> you and your timing. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm just gonna have to give this a one star. I will never recommend this to anybody because, like I said, I when I first watched it through, I wanted to kill myself. Literally, wanted to kill myself watching it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Alrighty then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'd have Sorry, to say Rhino. my my Yelsa. biggest disappointment with this movie is just that you guys didn't like it. I really, after I watched it the first time, I was I was excited. I thought we were going to have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. I I can't believe that I am so so far in the opposite direction of you guys on this one. Um, I I love this movie. This movie is a solid four stars to me. This is one that I would buy and rewatch again. I, I like the story. I like the lead actor. There's definitely some holes. There's definitely some problems. Um, but the, all, all in all, I, I really enjoyed this movie. And that's to me, this movie, as far as not even recommending to people, doesn't fall into that group because it at least... It, I don't know how I'm explaining this. There's a lot of movies that, to me, are people just, Hey, look, we made a movie! (laughs) (laughs) This isn't that. This is a budget. This is a film studio. There's solid sets. This is done on real cameras. Um, The the editor, to me, did a fairly good job. The special effects, uh, we all said that the creatures are good. They may not have good personalities, but the effects are good. The the costumes. The even the, even you pulled your hair out at the tree effects. Yeah, but that's the ending. That's the ending. The last ten minutes of this movie <laughs> do not exist. The the last ten minutes of this movie 
are a do not watch. The last 10 minutes of this movie are a complete and utter fucking abortion. And everything you guys said about the rest of the movie, I would say about the last 10 minutes of this movie. But the, the hour and a half leading up to that, to me, is it's, it's just a solid movie. There's, like I said, there may be, I, I'm probably not as sophisticated because, like I said, I, I do like stuff like Howard the Duck. Um, I may not notice a lot of the like the shaky cam. I think even Undead said he didn't notice it was shaky cam. At yeah, points. I didn't. I didn't hardly notice it. The, if this, it were all shaky cam or all steady cam or all fixed camera or whatever, that would be fine. It's when the director switches in and out of tools with no explanation as to why. It's not. It's not like Sam Raimi who does who does a fixed cam until the tree rape scene, and then all of a sudden it's a shaky cam point of view shot. This director is doing, okay, let's do shaky cam. All right, now steady cam. All right, we're going to do a fixed scene here. And shaky cam, fixed scene, and there's just no rhyme or reason to it. He See, he had complete indulgence with, with himself yeah. and to me, the, didn't have a cinematographer or didn't listen to the cinematographer. Yeah, see, to me, the, the camera – the cameras are something I rarely notice unless it's fucking bad. You know, there's, there's a lot of scenes in The Quick and the Dead where I notice the camera. And if I notice it, it's fucking bad. This movie, I never noticed the camera. The only thing I noticed was the lighting. There is definitely a bunch of scenes where maybe a little more light would have helped. But again, to me, that's just, it's just a nitpick. I, I still, I just, I really like this movie. And I, I would recommend at least seeing it once. The first, like Undead said, the first seven minutes of this are going to be kind of rough. Just get through it. Um, some of you may like it. Some of you may hate it. But just, just kind of let the movie be itself after that first seven minutes, and I think you'll like it. Or at least come out at worst like Jay with the, you know, an average rating. It's at least to me this is at least something to at least give one watch. So I am giving it four stars, and you guys are fucking off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna re-edit all this so all you guys. Oh, I love that fucking movie. Oh, that fucking, what I like better than this movie is Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Ryan? I haven't never met Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think we'll give Hickflix a listen. Undead, who's uh, what's on Hickflix this week? Fuck, I don't remember. All right. <laughs> it was a really shitty movie. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. God damn it, start up. We just need a box of wine. The drive flu liquor store closes in 10 minutes. Start, damn you, start. Woo! Now for some tunes. Today, I'll be talking about a movie that came out last year. That's 2009. It's Julie and Julia. Now, me and brother Jed here are heading to another AA meeting. Howdy. I fucking hate them meetings. 
So we're going to try to get Cletus stuck into going also. So he's behind us drinking and driving on the lawnmower. It was all Jed's idea. Sure was a good one. Reminds me of how your rabbi showed up for your bar mitzvah. Anyways, about, about the movie. This movie starts in France in the late 40s. A car is being lowered out of the sky. Really. And people are all talking in foreign and stuff. And this old woman goes to some place and eats fish and it seems great. She's acting like one of them women out of the shampoo commercials. Then she's all upset about the fish for some reason. And the old woman is uh, from that, you know, that she's from that one movie, Deer Hunter and, and stuff like that. You don't mean Crocodile Hunter, because he did. So, but she reminds me, uh, this part reminds me of that time that uh, Cletus had gotten laid and he was so happy. He was acting like one of them girls from the shampoo commercials. And he had started crying. And he had said it had something to do with a popsicle being in his butt or something like that. But that ain't how I've always heard sex was, so I just figured he was just fooling with me or something. Anyways, it jumps up to 2002 in New York. Now with a young woman moving into a place with some guy. I don't understand why this movie's jumping. This woman is the the one from that Junebug movie. And it just, it's jumping. And it jumps back to the deer hunter woman from a moment ago. And then back to Junebug, who works for a customer service agent or something. And she gets really sad on this call and she's about ready to cry. And her, she goes to her boss and she, she said, and her boss says he's going to fix it. And then she goes home and she makes a chocolate pie chocolate pie there was this one time me and Jed made a pie for Cletus <laughs> it was made poop and we didn't tell him that after he ate it all up man his breath stank for weeks he didn't complain though Paul didn't notice either until after his third piece boy was he pissed anyways Junebug then hangs out with some of her friends one of her friends got a raise and she can borrow half a million dollars from her boss. Half a million. Yeah. Her boss must be rich. But Junebug is upset because she's not done anything with her life and she doesn't get any raises or anything and she's turning 30. Hey, hey Jed. Can, can, can you lean out that window and yell at Cletus? He's on the wrong side of the road. Shit, he gonna get killed. Damn it, Cletus. Watch where you're going. That's, that's good. Next time you're gonna have to use that BB gun, maybe. Then, anyways, then this, this the woman, he, he's... She's back to cooking and talking about someone making a blog. And she's all upset about how she's never got her book published and how she should write a blog and her man is all going on about how she is a writer and she's saying that she's not and then 
he's going on about how good her food is. And so she then gets this idea to blog about cooking. And she's going to use some uh, some woman's cookbook to do it. And I think it's that woman from the past, that deer hunter lady's cookbook. Boy, this is one of them times Cletus took this girl up on the hill to show her something good. And she never came back down. And, and he never really talked about it. But he came back down with some, some deer meat. And it was good. It didn't taste like any deer I'd ever eaten. But Cletus knew how to cook it up. And then he choked on a bone. And he about died. But, you know, we got that bone out of his throat. That weren't no woman. And that weren't no bone. Anyways, Junebug makes up her mind to make a blog. And then she starts. Then we go back in time to see the deer hunter. And they are looking all over uh, France, and she thinks that she's French, and even though she isn't, they eat. They do nothing but eat in this movie. Shit, Jed. Please has pulled off. Please has pulled off and cutting grass back there. You might need to shoot him in, in, in shoot him with the BB gun. There he goes, he's back on the road. Anyways, the deer hunter decides she wants to start cooking uh, from eating all that food. And then she wants to learn French so she can read a French cookbook. And then she finds out there are no French cookbooks in English. And then she decides that she wants to make a French cookbook, but make it for English women in America. And that's how you get the book in 2002 and all through this movie it keeps jumping back and forth and then we're back to Junebug and she's going to follow that cookbook every day for one whole year doing 500 and something other you know recipes and she like talks about how she loves butter and the woman in the past loves butter and God the food she makes looks so good Jed I see the I see the riding lawnmower back there, but I won't see Cletus on it. Did that some bitch fall off? I think the strap from his overall got caught in the blades, ripped him right off. It doesn't matter now. We're here at the liquor store. It worked last week to drink after AA. I guess we'll we. Oh, I'm getting a little dizzy. I guess we will uh, have to find Cletus while we're parked there in the drive-thru. But before I go, I give this movie three possums out of five. I saw three back there where I think Cletus fell off at. I'm going to pick them up for sure because this movie made me hungry makes me want to cook. Yeah, hello? Um, hold on just a second. Me and brother Jed here. We gotta, we gotta go get Cletus out of the road. Yeah, but that is our ride, Mama. We're driving by. Hey, undead. I got a Hickflix request for you. Okay, what's that? I, I would like to hear Hickflix do a review of fried green tomatoes. <laughs>
Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I like that movie. Should do Apocalypse. Yeah, I know. So do I. Um, <laughs> I know Apocalypse Now is a five star movie Ugh. in my book. Ugh. It's I'm no. Get, it's I've no easy mod. That. <laughs> it's, it's definitely no eating log. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I said, like I said, I really the biggest is I just I I really thought you'd like it. I I'm surprised you hated it as much as you did. I can't believe you hate Apocalypse Now. I don't hate Apocalypse Now. I just I don't see why everybody raves about it. It's just I don't know. It's all right, but it's nothing I'm ever gonna watch again on purpose. On purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, own I would watch Howard the Duck nonstop. Now. And uh, and I love every every single edition. It's it's not quite a Blade Runner, but it's definitely a big one for me. Yeah, and I like damn. the ending that he hates because, I mean, you know, when it came out in theaters, they put the whole destruction of the set thing at the end and people thought that was the ending. And uh, and really his intended ending was that um, is that the bombs don't get dropped. But because because of the way he did it, everyone thought the bombs did it. I like that ending where everything gets blown to hell. I don't think that those little crazy fuckers should have been allowed to live out in the forest. Regardless of who they were fighting, I like the idea that they got blown up. <laughs> All right. Well, um, again, we got no feedback. Bunch Thanks, of listeners. Bitches. Thanks, listener. Well, I can play our one voicemail <laughs> since I figured out how to do that. Yeah, why don't you? We got this one voicemail. Like, what was it? Must have been episode three. We got uh, a voicemail here. Go ahead, Undead, won't you slap that on? Okay, it's going to take a second here. You don't want me to pay, play the uh, the Pizza Hut one? Yeah. Okay, I'll just play yeah. the one. <laughs> you guys talk about dick too much, you faggot. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only feedback we've got. <laughs> Besides that, we got one email, I think, too. But, yeah. Thanks, Jay. That was your fault. <laughs> Somebody wanted to leave us some more faggot comments. Well, how, how would they get hold of us? <laughs> that would be 206-4619. Or send us an email at movienightpodcast at hotmail.com. Yeah, or you could drop by our website at movienightpodcast.wordpress.com. Yeah. Play some banjo on, on the phone. Did you just You're say the price of a hand <laughs> job? <laughs> no, banjo, banjo, not a hand job. Hand job through the phone. Well, we never, uh, we never quite discussed what our uh, our uh, better know your podcaster question for this week was going to be. I know we got three or four of them we were thinking about. Um, did yeah, you I think guys... we each basically put one out there. Yep. Well, what are we going to do? You guys, uh, you guys got to pick something here. Pick something. Let's do Jays. Pick something. I like Jays. Jays. What was Jays? That was. Jay. That was. Uh, Spit it see. out, motherfucker. Well, goddamn it, I done forgot what it was now. Stop interrupting you and you got nothing to say. Jay doesn't spit. <laughs> Rhino, how many times I got to tell you this? Jay is a swallower, not a spitter. <laughs> <laughs> how do you know, Dan? And you're the one that makes the, the homo jokes about me. That's, that's messed up. <laughs> Let me see. Here I'm looking. That's what I say every time. This I is some the bathroom. This is some killer audio here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh shit! 
I could hook back in my PSP and play some <laughs> Jay looking for his question music, which would be like ACDC or something. But yeah. <laughs> or some Japanese music. Woo! Okay. <laughs> are you guys ready for this? We are ready. We've yes. been ready. I'm okay. ready. Okay, well, if... Well, the question I was going to ask you guys was if you could fit, pick a fictional character, non-superhero or supervillain or anything like that, no special powers, but a fictional character to be your only partner in an apocalyptic disaster, any apocalyptic disaster, whether you want it to be zombie apocalypse, dragonopolis, how in the hell you say that, Dan? <laughs> Pocket dragon lips. Dragon lips. <laughs> I knew a girl like that. <laughs> <laughs> but if you could just pick one fictional character, who would it be? Oh, that's a good oh, question. Mm, with no superpowers? No superpowers, just an average. I'm a Superman! <laughs> Clark Kent. <laughs> Peter Parker. I would go for, I would go for Frank Castle, uh, the Punisher. I think he could handle any survival situation that came up. I know he wouldn't uh, be afraid to shoot me if I got infected. And he obviously has a strong uh, protective instinct towards family. Maybe he'd uh, help me protect my family. Yeah, that's what we'll go with. Frank Castle. All right. Jay? Well, I thought about it pretty long and hard. And the one I actually came up with was... I. Howard to tuck, yeah. <laughs> that was mine. He'd be good, he'd make good eating if he died. <laughs> Oh, that's I'd like Howard Duck all orange. <laughs> Kissed my ass. Anyway, uh, I think I would have to go with Riddick, just for the Not simple bad. fact that he's he got, is one hell of an assassin. You really don't have to worry about anything at night. Didn't he just kill you though, and then like leave your body. In well, you know, I mean, if you go by the Chronicles of Riddick, if you go by oh, his, yeah. when he had say, the heart of gold. Yeah, he had the heart of gold and was yeah. willing to protect the people that he really liked. So and he, he learned the error of his ways. Yeah, and if you're <laughs> the only other person alive, he'll want to keep you around. Repenting all the murders he committed. <laughs> I gotta go with Rhino. On the, on the, by the time Riddick gets the heart of gold, I had checked out of the fucking movie house. Oh my god! I actually and then the longer. Just, Literally, death sellers? Seriously, who are they selling the death to? Rub, rub salt in the wounds here, Dan. I did actually like that movie, though. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I've we only talk about the 20% of movies we don't agree on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, well, Undead? I am torn between three. God damn it. I was just torn between two, and then God, I thought of another one. I'm trying to think. Ian Malcolm, Dr. Emmett Brown, or Snake Plaskin. I think I'm going to go with Snake Plaskin. That's a nice pick. I'm going with Snake Plaskin, That's yeah. Because he, he's... He, you talked about? Uh, Ian Malcolm not- is... Uh, is uh, the... Uh, is um, pff, Fuck. Watch McCallit's character in Jurassic Park. Um, oh, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, Gotcha. And I can't yeah. believe you don't know who the second one is, Dan. Jeff Goldblum? How annoying would that be in the apocalypse? It'd be good for about a <laughs> oh, day. Shit, it would I'd be entertaining. Him. I would That's... eat him before I ate Howard no, Duck. He... <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Doc Brown is from Back to the Future, because, you know, be a scientist, fuck. He, you know, build time machine, we go back. And more, and more than likely, he's the one that called the uh, made the apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Marty, you're going to come back with me. I made zombies. 
Are we assholes, Doc? Yeah, so, yeah, I'll go Snake Plaskin, because he can shoot guns. I've not seen the other two shoot guns. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Rhino? Man, I wish I'd had some more time. I'm kind of torn I, I, here. I'll, I'll buy you some time, Rhino, by just saying Ray Stevenson as Frank Castle. Not only Ray's best role, but probably the best portrayal of the Punisher ever. And I'm, oh, I'm going to yes. hold out there that the Punisher can easily kick the shit out of Undead's pick. Hey. Dolph Lundgren. I think the Punisher can take Riddick down. Dolph Lundgren. Oh, I'm not can't nobody take sure. Riddick down. Dolph Lundgren is the only Punisher <sighs> we all know. in hell. <laughs> the only Punisher worth. And Dolph Lundgren was was that was the gay singing Punisher from uh, the stupid remake with Travolta. Actually, yeah. he didn't do the singing. The gay cowboy was singing at him, but he didn't kill the gay cowboy for singing at him, which makes him gay by default. <laughs> gay by default. I'm kind of torn. I, I, I'm torn between Arnold in Predator or Arnold in Commando. Um. Oh yeah. I got a question to pose real quick. We're four guys who just picked to spend the rest of the apocalypse <laughs> with other men. With other what dudes. does that say well, about you know, I, us? I'd spend the apocalypse in Arnold's Powers time. thing. I, I would have taken. I would have taken what's her name from. I would have taken Alice from Resident Evil if we could have picked superpowers. But by the third movie, she's got telekinesis, so I can't really pick her. And clones. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to like technically go Alice from the original Resident Evil. Yeah, and and I was kind of tempted to take Ripley, you know, Ellen Ripley, but uh, I I think her forte is aliens. I don't think yeah. she's gonna handle zombies. No. So. I couldn't stand looking yeah, at her. If it, if it were superpowers, <laughs> man, I would have taken Alice right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wish I had be a little bit time. too easy with superpowers. So. Yeah. So which Arnold did you pick, Rhino? <sighs> is there really a difference? No. Absolutely. Yeah, the Arnold and Commandos are pretty fucking gay. I'll take the Arnold and Predator. I'll say, I'll say the Arnold and Predator got into a fight with a fucking alien yeah. and whipped his ass. I'll say, yeah, I'll take the Arnold yeah. and Predator. How so boring so, is that, huh? So, <laughs> you, know, so you, you, you should almost go for the Arnold and Conan the Barbarian and, and Conan the Destroyer because with that sword, it, it's pretty lengthy. He might be able to fight quite a few zombies with that. That's true. That's it. Very true. Solid advice, Dan. Solid advice. <laughs> but it don't matter. All right. <laughs> uh, let's give. Uh, we do have a diner de Mortes this week, right, Dundon? Yes. It almost didn't make it, but I wound up finding some meat. So. All right, boy. <laughs> All right. Well, let's listen <laughs> to this good. week's diner de Mortes. I hope you enjoyed your meat. I'm out a-wandering, chasing a rainbow dream I often stop and think about a place I've never seen Where friendly folks can gather and raise the rafters high With songs and tales of yesteryear until they say goodbye
Howdy, it's your old pal Undead Muffin here. Today I'll be talking to you about how to make a simple and fast dish. Almost like chili in its simplicity and its cooking style, but oh so different. I'm talking about stew. Yes, for a stew you need to get your hands on some of her meat. Or... You know, you may be someone who just happened to have a friend named Stu that you're eating. Bad joke. Because then all you'd have to do is just cook it over the fire. Still a very bad joke. Well, anyways, you can just use about any cut of meat. I'm going to use sections from the arms. Um, still good meat. Enough to chunk up into nice uh, chunks that I'm going to need to make later. Uh... What you want to do after that, after you get the meat cut off, is to bake the meat before you cut it. You don't have to bake it all the way through. Just toss it on a piece of flat metal that's sitting over top of fire, and while that's basically heating up, let's get the rest of the ingredients. Get yourself some potatoes, cut them in half, slice up some carrots, then cut some onions into fourths, and there you go all the veggies you need for a stew. I'm just wondering if you had to hunt it down or did you have that stuff laying around already? I know, I know. I'm judging again. You might have just started growing food after your wife passed away or stew passed away. But, you know, still it's a little weird. But I'm going to bet it's after your wife passed away and use all that free time gardening instead of talking about nothing. Well, by now, your meat should be done baking. It doesn't need to cook all the way through, like I said. Take it and start cutting it into two-inch cubes. And toss the meat and veggies into a bucket of water, or if you happen to have some alcohol, uh, preferably wine or something like this. Uh, you can put wine in there, or wine and water. Put it in there, into the bucket. Uh, you don't want to fill your bucket all the way up. That's that's one thing I want to make clear. You don't want to fill the bucket all the way up. You want to fill about halfway. Depending on how your vegetables and your meat go in there, judge that. Halfway up to your top of your vegetables and meat pile. Uh, then what you'll need to do is place it over the fire and put something over the top of the bucket. Now I'm going to be using a pan of glass from, you know, back when I was talking about jerky. I broke a piece of glass off the window getting the screen out and I'm just going to place that over top of the bucket. That way I can keep a good look inside on the food as it cooks. Now after about two hours, maybe two and a half hours, the meal should be done and ready for you to eat. Now you can let it cook as long as you want. Just the thing is, the longer you let it cook, the more nutrients that are going to be cooked out of the food. And uh, the uglier the food's going to look. I mean, I know right now, in the type of world you're living in, you don't care how it looks. Um, but uh, it will help psychologically. Uh if it still looks like food instead of you just eating gruel. So, I'm going to suggest don't let it go over two and a half hours. Um, but other than that, it's ready to go. You can start serving it out to yourself. 
since your dinner partner is no longer with you. Uh, but it will be good. And if you have some salt, toss it in. Uh, like I told you, it was going to be a short one. And this is a short and quick recipe. Most time you're going to be spending on it is hunting down the supplies. Eat up. And as always, eat well and keep on fighting. <laughs> all I have is a so clip. Gay after that all segment. I have is a clip of Jay saying your meat. That's <laughs> 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 going in the promo. Oh, <laughs> hope you enjoy what your you meat. Have to do is you have to clip out. You have to cut the word hope out of there. So then instead, Jay is saying I love your meats. <laughs> <laughs> Which of course now I have a clip of Dan saying I. Love <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> we need to have it like a soundboard where it just plays that woman's uh, phone call every time we get talking about dick too much. I think it was a little <laughs> kid. I think it was like a little yeah, guy that called it in. That was yeah, they had no yeah. reason to call us faggots with that voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put some hair first. That's uh, uh, with the new program. You know, when I do finally break down to buying it, I'll be able to do like song clips and stuff like that too. Awesome. So. Yeah. Um. Well, let's get into what we've been watching. Uh, we'll go around the table like usual. Dan? <laughs> All righty. Well, <clears throat> I uh, I happened upon watching one of my favorite westerns again, which I don't even keep westerns around unless they're one of my favorites, but I was watching Silverado. I had always remembered this as a uh, a comedy western, but it really isn't. It's just a really, really good western that has enough comedic elements to make it funny without like trying it. It's, it's so bizarre. I'll, I'll have to do a full review on it later, but I watched that again. Um, I watched a couple doctor who specials, um, obviously watched eating log. And then the only other movie I watched this week was up, which I was expecting a really crappy Disney 3d kind of thing. And I was surprised it was actually a really good story and I enjoyed it. That's what I've heard. I've heard a lot of people say that they really liked the story that the writing was really good. Yep, I would actually recommend people who think that they're not going to like it to go ahead and check it out. It's it's better than Coraline, and I really liked Coraline. Um, you know, so that's saying something. I'd I definitely give uh, up at least four stars. Oh yeah, All right, Jay. Well, I got to watch the stepfather, the new one. Yeah, the brand new one. It's actually a pretty good thriller. Really? I yeah, I really enjoyed I it. I had I a mean, chance to watch it, and it just didn't appeal to me so i didn't oh really yeah let's see i didn't i try not to let like the old ones affect how i watch this one and try to compare the two so, so is it, this is more of a thriller than a slasher or anything like that yeah it's 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 i would definitely call it more of a thriller than a slasher definitely and i also watched finally got around to watching halloween 2 the new and, one yeah, yeah that What'd is you think? The, I, I loved it that was an awesome movie the only thing i didn't like about it was the extended kill sequences. Yep, same Here thing. I, that was the same thing I didn't like. Yeah, I didn't give a shit about the horse or all that crap that everybody threw a fit about because it was all explained nope. away in the story anyway. Yeah. That's what I thought, too. Yep. I, thought, I thought it was really well done with the horse and the dream sequence. It, yeah. it was really proving to us that the boy, Michael, was still in charge, and that yeah. giant killer, Michael, was a meat puppet. I, I, I mean, don't just get why everybody hates it. Yeah, and just showing how much stuff was in people's heads instead of actually yep. happening. Yeah. Which I, I don't want to ruin anything. What did you think of the twist ending? I mean, that was a that hell was, of a change at the end. Yeah, that I, was I did not expect awesome. that at all. The ending I maybe could have done without, done without but it didn't hurt the movie to me either. 
I, I actually enjoyed it pretty well, so I thought it was a pretty cool ending. And I got to watch a couple's retreat. Oh, God. You are <laughs> off this show. <laughs> that was a isn't funny a movie. Of, isn't there a lot of dong in that movie? Because the trailer makes it look like there's like dong no, in every it, scene. It shows like in the trailer everybody pulling their pants down, but you never see anything like that. I have a strict see, no I offense. I could not make it through forgetting Sarah Marshall because I, I love those that was Abbott's horrible movies and the kind of movies. But there was so much dong in that. I think I like And after, just standing there with it hanging out while yeah. he's talking. Uh, I, no. I that's, couldn't stand it. I could not watch the rest of that movie. I had to turn it off. Yeah. And and I'd have to say the creme de la creme of the week of movie watching would be Law Abiding Citizen. <laughs> How was I that? Enjoyed, I enjoyed the shit out of that movie. That's the Gerard Butler one, right? Yeah. No, yeah. Like, yeah, it's Gerard Butler. Is it? It's the one where he like gets locked up, but he's killing everyone. Yep. Yeah, and he's still killing everybody. I want to yeah. see that one. That, that is a badass. Movie. If you like Gamer, I think you'll like this one. If you'd like to start a yeah, horror did. podcast, email <laughs> Rhino at Rhino four forty at. Sorry, Rhino, you're stuck with us, man. Ugh. Most movies you know, we we see eye to eye, but it just seems like this week everything is off. I can't believe you don't like Apocalypse. I now. just keep oh playing God. Howard the Duck in my head. You guys just keep talking. I'm playing Howard the Duck. <laughs> that was well, another that, one. My wife brought that one home too, and uh, I thought about watching it, but I don't know. Just didn't look that good. Yeah, I'm glad you let me know. Killer Clowns from Outer Space is on. Netflix. Oh, I love that movie. I love that movie. That movie is so awesome. <laughs> movie kicks ass. Now, speaking of clowns, have you guys ever seen Shakes the Clown? Yeah. The Bobcat uh, Goldthwait movie? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I really, yeah. That God, that movie kicks so much ass. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen Silent it. Silent motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, that was another one everybody always dogged on. And I thought it was a decent enough movie. It had had some good points to it. Pretty much everybody dogs on anything with Bobcat anyway. So yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Bobcat yeah. the, clown, the Clown Sex with... Uh, yeah. Much. That was so awesome. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's one I might have to rewatch. I haven't seen that one in a while. I'm definitely gonna give Killer Clowns a watch now that it's streaming. Oh yeah. Was well, that it then? That's all I got. That's all I got around to watching this week. Undead? Well, I didn't watch too much this week. I watched um a movie called Surrogates. Oh, god, I don't that's know why the I was one, right? Yeah. Um it on my desk. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I'll try not to ruin it for you. Um, oh. It. <laughs> Bruce saves the world. <sighs> Spoiler. <laughs> um, it's an interesting movie. Um, the whole concept of uh, possessing, you know, the remote control of of something, whether it's human or, or robotic, was done a lot better in Gamer. Um, this just seemed like a, a cop movie, uh, done in the future. And I really didn't care much for it. Kind of like time uh, cop or I don't know. I've never watched time. Cop, so. <laughs> Smart ass. <laughs> um, but I mean, I wouldn't not recommend it to anybody. I mean, it's, how does it compare watch. to, um, like, like the iRobot movie? iRobot's better. Let me let me just make a prediction here. Stan, you hated iRobot. Oh, I liked <laughs> iRobot though, so that that could yeah, be. Yeah, you hated it, right? Yeah, I hated it. I, I like that movie. I thought Will I'm not Smith saying dialed it in. 
Yeah. I thought that the whole thing with the robots jumping out of the little pod carriers was But they stupid. had now, a heart of gold. The thing was, the robots had a heart of gold. Was, I read Isaac Asimov back in high school when everyone was telling me how brilliant Isaac Asimov was, mostly Isaac Asimov, and, uh, and I read his robot series, and I thought his science was weak, and uh, I still liked the iRobot story. I thought it was pretty decent, but when it came out to the movie... They just, it was one giant product placement ad after yeah, another. Will Smith's was. performance was styled it. And that bullshit scene with the robots jumping out of the thing. And none of them could fucking kill him. Seriously? <laughs> I mean, all they had to do was, like, throw some little spiky things on the ground and crash his stupid little car and they could have killed him. But they couldn't manage to pull that off. I, I, I hated it. Got to suspend his belief, Dan. <laughs> In the future, yeah. there is no time. You know what? And, and I get crit- I. All the time, people tell me, "Oh, you know, it's fantasy, it's science fiction." Blah, blah, but you it's, establish rules and then you follow your yeah, rules, and that's, it's you not establish a, rules and then make your own rules. For me, you've lost me as as a viewer. I just like fuck you. I'm it's not, not a watch it I, I'll admit it's not a good movie, but it's it was a fun movie. I, I actually enjoyed. It. I I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah I, liked I like it. Alan performance as a robot and that was about it i thought he was the most human character out of the whole bunch i i hated will smith's mom character yeah and that whole weird dynamic of her with her obsession with a robot that would do house chores and shit i i didn't know if there was some social commentary or whatever but yeah i will probably hate surrogates too but i'm still gonna give it a that try. could be Good a new uh, that could be a new segment ryan predicts what dan thinks of him <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I predict Dan. All right. It. <laughs> let's let's test it out. Let's uh, let's have Jay pick a movie off the top of his head, and then I will like. Well, I don't need to write down. I'm going to tell you the truth no matter what. Anyway, so Ryan will <laughs> Ryan will predict what I'm going to think about it, and then we'll see. So so Jay, just pick like a movie. Just pick any movie. Yep. Okay, let's go with. Man, you guys just kind of threw that out there to me. Come on, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we interrupt you all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go with something pretty much kind of classic. Let's go with Gremlins. All right. I can guarantee, I know Dan like Gremlins. I think we've already talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. Have we already yeah, talked I about did. that? I think we may have. <laughs> yeah, I we may have. have I think when we were talking critters, I think we talked gremlins a little. Yep. But that that seems pretty easy. That's a pretty easy. I'll, one. I'll toss one out. Toss one out here for uh, for you, Rhino. Since, since we need to feed the machine there. Uh, <laughs> let's go with Superman two. What do you think? I'm going to think about Superman two. I'm going to go against convention and say you liked it. No, I didn't like it. Sorry. Ugh. It's Christopher Reeves. Like, He's America's hero. America's yeah, hero. He, he did okay at number one. Um, two he was, was the one horrible with in Pryor. two and three, and four was an abomination. I actually yeah, liked the new Christopher okay. Reeves more than the Christopher Reeves. Well, well, how about X-Men Origins Wolverine? Oh, that's a good one. I mean, it's a good one for him to try and guess what I'm going to think of it. Yeah, I want to say he's going to like that one, too. Am I wrong? Hated it. Is is the answer? Hated it. So to everyone. So does that mean? <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> so I, it's I'm just guessing. Following their own rules. Okay, I'm, you know, I'm guessing you didn't like X Men Origins, but you liked the first X Men. I liked I liked both of the the first two X Men. The third one I was disappointed in because yeah. I thought they just 
they just did way too much blathering with it. And at, with Wolverine, if what they did in the montage with him and Sabretooth, if that had been the whole movie, I would have creamed on the screen and given it five stars. <laughs> but because they then go on to this completely ridiculous story where suddenly Wolverine's super senses don't work enough to tell him that the fucking woman's still alive and it's not her yeah. blood. He can't tell that Sabretooth's blood. He's been smelling Sabretooth's blood for like 100 years and mm -hmm. he can't tell it. Yeah, because they're like and, mortal and, fucking enemies. And then the like, movie wow. just goes on from there. You know, well, the, technically they never said it was his blood. Yeah, I always thought yeah. it was her blood. He just busted a bag of blood, so it very well could have been a bag of her and, blood. But you can still tell bagged blood from non-bagged blood. Well, yeah, I understand that, but I'm just saying it. He you know, and, just... then, and then Deadpool, they take this awesome character, they let him be on screen They've... for like five minutes, yeah, and then they and turn they... him into a mute zombie with super superpowers. Yeah, they no, fucked I hated up that Deadpool. But they even yeah. ruined Gambit by giving him to someone who can't pull off a Cajun accent. I do a better Cajun accent than that <laughs> retard did. So yeah, hated it. <laughs> well, the Gambit in the cartoon retarded didn't do a very good one either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, these are these are a couple movies we agree on, Dan. Because I do, I liked the first two, and I thought the third one was stupid. So I haven't seen now yeah. the Wolfman or or uh, Wolverine. I, or, we do uh, agree on like every movie. It's it, I was shocked to find how many we disagree on today. You know. It, Starting with Eating Log and then Apocalypse Now, which I can't <laughs> well, believe you hated. I, I think Apocalypse Now we don't disagree on. I think it's just the level that we like it. Because like I said, this it's I don't hate the movie. It just didn't really wow me, you know. It's it's I give it three, three and a half stars. It's definitely a well done movie. It's got plenty of fucking star power. I mean, there's Christ, you name it, they're in it. Yeah. It's a little long. Anything over one twenty. Too long. Oh, see, I I don't mind long movies. I'm okay with that. As long as I can keep my interest, a movie can be as long yep. as it wants to. Yeah, even like Dances with Wolves. What I think that movie's like 20 hours long, and and I'm just <laughs> don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Thing. Dances with Wolves. You loved it. Loved it. Oh God, I hate that movie. Oh, I hate this movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Rhino on that one. I couldn't stand oh, that fucking movie. I'm not a Costner guy it. though. Costner just bores me to tears. He bores me to tears in everything except for that movie. That's like, well, that and actually he does a really good job in Silverado. Um, I don't know if he was on some kind of drugs or whatever when he did Silverado, but he's like high energy and exciting and interesting. I'm going to take uh, one more guess here. I'm going to say Waterworld. You liked it. Hated it. All right, cool. Didn't follow their own <laughs> rules. Yeah. That, that was a movie so fucking boring I couldn't even watch it. It was free yeah. on cable. I threw it on. I'm like, oh, let's see what all the hubbub is. I uh, the postman was the same thing. It's like here we set out the rules in the beginning, and then we break all the rules. It's postman like, why, shit why postman wasn't horrible though. It had a bunch of interesting characters that at least kept yeah, me but you in it. You set up the wholeness as these badass military guys, and yep. then basically nobody's take them out. None of them know how to shoot weapons. None of them have any <laughs> tactical sense. They're just, <laughs> yeah. just like, why? Why did you go to you know? And it's just like. There are weaknesses in Road Warrior that piss me off, but the movie is so good that it carries that weakness and you know conceals it. But like Waterworld just wasn't good enough to to cover up for its weaknesses. All right. Yeah, I think we're oh, talking well, we about, about dead movies here. <laughs> yeah, <I'm dead. laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, uh, you already talked about surrogates, but that's the only one I got here. What else? Okay, uh, I watched uh, Jennifer's Body, which I thought was really good. I don't know if y'all have watched it yet. Yes. Yeah, it's. I was thinking that it was going to be a really shitty movie and just like poorly shot. 
just some let's show off uh, how hot the world thinks Megan Fox is, which for the record, I don't think she's hot. Um, oh, you're done. You leave. I actually I have to agree with Undead. She it, really. Yeah. If she yeah. were naked in your bed, would you screw her? No, I wouldn't. I'd I'd animal <laughs> wow, rape her like man. a baby today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it looks like it's just me and Dan in the tag team. But <laughs> God, that's going in a promo too. Yeah. <laughs> me and Dan in a tag team. AJ. Hey, your skills plus my skills. Tag team. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got to wear the masks. <laughs> yeah, we, can, we can borrow them from uh, El Diablo Azul. <laughs> from yeah. El Diablo Azul. Peel it off his disembodied head. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, that movie is actually really good. I mean... Is that a werewolf movie? No, it's a... Um, a Demon Possession movie. Okay, yeah, all right, sorry. It yep. was. I mean, I'm still in shock. Of uh, you know, it was beautifully shot. I mean, it was a damn good surprise. I mean, I thought when we popped it in, it was going to be a really cheesy horror movie. Everybody brags about it, says it's so good, blah de blah. And I'm going to watch it and be like, eh, it's all right. But uh, yeah, this from it's told in such a good way like i'm it's not ruining anything uh but at the beginning of the movie like the very beginning um the second the main character is in an insane asylum <laughs> and then it's basically she tells how she got there and it's just pretty awesome uh yeah, yeah i thought it was really good so well, that's yeah. cool and then the next thing i watched um because i had to clear my fucking brain after watching Eden Log last night. Um, <laughs> oh, God, I had to wash my brain. And then where I was watching my little nephew the other day, we bought a Ninja Turtle game for the Xbox, and we played it. So I went and watched uh, a Ninja Turtle cartoon movie called Forever Turtles, or Turtles Forever, which was pretty fucking cool because they took, like, the new Ninja Turtle cartoon, stuck it with the old cartoon I grew up with, and they they had to team up and save the characters, for the the Ninja Turtles from the black and white original comic book. Damn. And it showed all the different styles. I mean, I didn't know. I knew the Ninja Turtles I grew up with were really corny, but this really pointed out how corny they were. And it's all about this cross dimensional thing, and like they show the Ninja Turtles in the the movies as being in different dimensions and everything. It's pretty cool. Uh, for Especially for a little made-for-TV cartoon movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, I guess maybe where I was just a fan. Well, I might cool. have to look that one up. I had to watch it on YouTube, so it's all on there, nine parts of it. All right. Is that it, then? Uh, and then I watched the, the murder... Uh, not murder ball, but the movie ball, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Um, I actually, I ended up getting put on a different shift this week, so I didn't have a whole lot of time to watch movies. So, when I'm on that other shift, we drink a lot, and it's been a <laughs> long, Can we long, change the long, movie ball to murder ball? Because that makes it sound a lot more exciting. Well, that's what it's <laughs> supposed to sound like. This is murder ball. Uh, yeah, so... I. Uh, Took the little woman out on Valentine's Day, and because there isn't shit playing for fucking movies right now, we ended up seeing Wolfman, the new Wolfman Uh-oh. that just came out. Uh, I'm going to predict that you hated it. You absolutely abhorred it. It was 
decent. It was it was an really? interesting idea. Uh, it's a period piece. It all takes place in kind of the late 1800s, uh, early Industrial Revolution. Which I um, think they were very smart to do. Well, to me, what this would be is the universal Wolfman made today. This has today's amount of gore, today's effects, and the you know, how brutal the Wolfman is in today's type of movie. But the Wolfman... I hope I'm not ruining this for anybody, but the Wolfman looks like the old Universal Wolfman. It looks yeah. like a man that's turned into a wolf. It's not like that abortion, uh, the werewolves in Paris. If you guys, well, said, and, they, and so, he don't look like the one in Underworld. Even the the werewolf in London, I actually did like that one, even though he was more of a dog. But the werewolves in Paris was in a fucking abortion. Um, this is literally, it's just, it's almost like the Universal Wolfman. It's really similar. He's a bit bigger. He's a lot faster because it's modern. Do uh, do any of you guys listen to the Film Junk podcast, the Canadian no. one? No. No. Oh, say I like Film Junk. They they actually uh, one of their guys was over on Horror Etc. for like a special episode. Um, but anyways, yeah, they talked a lot about Wolfman and and they said that it was a a fairly good film, but they had a lot of problems with the. Um, the CGI that didn't have to do with the Wolfman, because I guess the Wolfman was practical effects, but they said like there's a bear and an elk that are done CG, and it just looks like it looks like something that some high school student whipped together in Photoshop, and like then they just like you know I think it into the movie or whatever. They're nitpicking because the like the elk, the elk is in it for 30 seconds. It's not that big of a it's not that big a part of the story. So Rhino time, and that's about six minutes. No, <laughs> yeah. because they use they're using the elk. Um, they pretty much know all along exactly who the Wolfman is. Um, there is a bit of a spoiler that I won't ruin. Um, there are some twists and some surprises. Everybody in it does a solid job of acting. Anthony Hopkins is in it. Does a good job. The 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 biggest gripe I had was there's a fight scene towards the end that was pretty fucking lame. It's your typical Disney fucking fight scene. That Dis- Is this one worth going to see in the theater, or is it a wait for home rental? Wait for home rental. If you watch this on if you watch this on if you watch this on DVD, this will still be a four star movie. But there isn't enough special effects to make it worth paying nine bucks a person to go see this. God damn, damn. nine bucks! Yeah, they, that's uh, about is here. We got market yeah, cinema, so they yeah, like to overcharge. It was yeah, nine bucks like, like, to get in, and then it was eighteen bucks for two sodas and some popcorn. Jesus, Jesus. it's like six fifty to get in here. Yeah. Wow. In the north, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. north. They have to actually pipe the movies up here through the movie pipeline, and uh, <laughs> it has to travel further from Hollywood. Whereas down there in Indianapolis, you know, it's much closer yeah. to the source material. Yeah, it was one <laughs> but that. On we... the other hand, like when when Fargo was up here, or uh, you know, any all those Wisconsin movies, um, of which apparently there's only like one, and then uh, that Minnesota movie here. You know the Michigan movies; those are a little cheaper. All right. It's asleep again. Snoring peacefully. Was I snoring? I was sitting here playing with a hole in the paper. I was gonna say that uh, this was a movie that we were both dreading. We looked at what was playing, and we we seriously thought about just renting something and going home. But uh, we we did just finally bite the bullet, went and saw it, and it, I was I was happy with it. I wasn't pissed. I paid nine bucks to see it. it, it they did a decent job. I'm still going to go see it this week. Yeah, I, I don't think you'd be disappointed seeing it in a the theater, 
But for me, it's visually got to really be something for me to want to see it in a theater. And this, to me, just doesn't have enough visuals to really... It was playing. That was the only reason we went and saw it. <laughs> um, like I said, because I've been drinking all week. Um, the only other really movie I saw was Mars Attacks. Threw that one in. Awesome. I love that movie. Yeah, I love that movie. I forgot how much I love that movie, and I threw it in. That Just that first scene where all those cows come running down on fire and shit. And, oh, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that's a five-star movie. Though. You know that had to smell delicious. Yeah. <laughs> and I am going to guess Dan hated it. I'll yeah. agree. Uh, Dan go home. <laughs> no, Were you in I the hate? bathroom or what? He's <laughs> playing with a hole in the paper, too. playing with a hole in the paper. No, no, what movie did I hate? Uh, Mars Attacks. I, I actually recall so little of it. I remember there was Jack Nicholson and there were some aliens. I thought it was okay. Kind of, you know, middle of the uh, road. Oh, my God. There just wasn't <laughs> enough to really interest me. All right. Dan has no soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really all I watched. Like I said, too busy drinking all week. So hopefully, I'll sober up in time to edit this. <laughs> Do we want to run through. Get it done in like three hours. Yeah, the last one did. I, I burned through it pretty quick. So. Yeah. Well, you want to run down the recommends, starting with Dan. Yeah, I am going to recommend the H.P. Uh, Lovecraft Literary Podcast. I, I cannot stress enough, if you love Cthulhu and Lovecraft, you absolutely have to listen to this podcast. They Every week, they just knock it out of the park with, with great analysis. They not only tell you what's going on in the story, but what was going on with Lovecraft's life when he wrote it and where things come from and stuff. So check those guys out there at hppodcraft.com. Uh, it's do, a five-star rated podcast. They kick ass. Yeah, we do have a link on the website too. If anybody wants to put our website and link to it, sweet. All right, Jay. Well, I'm gonna have to recommend anybody that's into action movies watch Law Abiding Citizen. Like I said, it was just a really, really good movie. It was a lot more than what I expected it to be. So, yeah, I'm dead. I'm going to recommend Jennifer's Body because it was actually a surprisingly good movie. I'm going to go with Mars Attacks. Dan, I think <laughs> you need to rewatch Mars Attacks. That's Definitely. There's a lot to. to that. I don't know if you own it, but that's, I think you should give yourself another watch of that. That movie's really fun. Especially is with it? Kids. Yeah, I, I don't own that one. You know, I'll say, it, is it not streaming anymore? I don't know. I got the DVD, so I didn't know if it was streaming or not. I'll say it was streaming for the longest time. That's another one if your Sometimes, kids haven't seen yet. I think your kids would really like it, too. Yeah, they probably would. I mean, they liked Earth Girls Are Easy, and, you know. Kind of, <laughs> this is way better than that. It's kind of so-so. That was the movie that made Jeff Goldblum, though. Woohoo! <laughs> All right. Well, do we want to get into uh, Movie Ball here? Movie Ball. Oh, yes. Yay. Let's do it. Murder Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, this week's movie was uh, Howard the Duck. And this was Undead. Was this your first time seeing this movie? It was my very first time seeing this. Well, my parents tried to convince me I watched it when I was like one or two years old, but that's one of those memories I cannot recall. All right. So, <laughs> to my consciousness, this is the first time I've ever seen it. Well, give us a little rundown here. Well, I just made a couple of notes going through it. I, I, I actually, first off, I just want to say I enjoyed it. I Good really one. did. Quack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, Evolution of the duck. 
<laughs> I was a little shocked. Um, duck titties with duck nipples? titties. <laughs> yes, uh, sir. Even when I, because uh, uh, halfway through the movie, my mom had called me and I asked her if she'd watch it, and turns out she likes it too. And I'm like, it has duck titties in it, mom. She's like, so they're not real. And I'm just like, okay. Because well, I mean, it to me, like it has, at least it doesn't have any bestiality. Oh, wait a minute. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, I know, I know it's a George Lucas movie because he puts two sons in everything that he does apparently i think you go back and watch that old black and white one. Oh, crap i can't remember what it's called american graffiti there's probably <laughs> no if you go back and watch american graffiti there's probably two sons in that too um the whole time i watched it it was watching uh howard the duck though i was wanting to watch ninja turtles because there's somebody in a suit yeah uh, you know, but I really think that they were able to pull the suit off really well in this. Mm-hmm. A lot better than Ninja Turtles. I was disappointed. I, I hadn't watched it in a while, and I rewatched it you know, a week ago. And I, I got to say, the suit did come apart a little bit. I think it still holds up to me watching it from yesterday to now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it holds up in my mind. But, uh, uh, Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm just going to quick kind of give a synopsis for anybody who hasn't seen the movie. Oh, it's, I didn't know I was supposed it, to. It's a story about Howard the Duck, and Howard comes <laughs> from a planet where instead of apes evolving into man, ducks evolved into man. And so he's like, basically, he's maybe, what, about a four-foot-tall duck? Three-foot-two, he, he states. Three-foot-two, sorry. He's a but weirder yeah, duck. He, uh, he gets dragged here by <laughs> a, a scientist experiment and lands on Earth, and it's basically his hijinks from him being on Earth. Yeah, and in his life from his egg-shaped planet of wanting to be a musician and just happening to find a musician. A lot of really bad 80s synth music. And <laughs> oh, God, yes. It was yeah. a very 80s. <laughs> Cherry bomb. It, it that hit, duck, I'm that getting Dan the soundtrack for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it really handed, though. It handed it to the, the 80s worked well with this movie. Sometimes I I watch movies that have a lot of '80s in it, and I, there's something about the '80s I did not like, even though I did not really experience it. Um, you didn't miss much. Thank goodness. I love the '90s, but the '80s, poof. Uh, there's that crazy, fucked up hair that the women had. That oh yeah, oh, I'm still God. a sucker for big hair. Uh, this has got a young Leah Thompson in it. It's also got a really young Tim Robbins. I'm not sure what was Tim Robbins' first movie, but this this has got to be somewhere around the start of that list. Yeah, he was young. Yeah, he, he looks there. really young in this. Well, that's what I did. I kept looking at him like, why does he look familiar? And my wife's like, he's the dude from Noise and that's Noise. Mr. Mr. Susan Sarandon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's Noise like uh, a week before last? And he's like really old in that and, and kind of heavy set now. I'm like, ah, I can tell. But uh, yeah, I, I really liked like this. Uh, I don't see why so many people give it so much shit. I really felt like it was a movie that came out ahead of its time. Um, because uh, I know like all through the 90s, there was a whole lot of movies like that where um, people... You know, mainly they made them, they catered them towards children in the 90s, but uh, it was like finding an alien or an animal of some sort and befriending it or some strange dinosaur creature, and they were all friends. And and at least this wasn't 
really kid-like. I mean, you had a duck here who smoked cigars and 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 fucking threatened to stab people. Yeah. So, I think that's where it fell flat because it did. It looks like a kid's movie, but like you said, in the first two minutes, there's duck titties. Yes, this, play this is, it's it's probably nothing that you know your ten year old couldn't watch, but this is not a kid's movie. This was a movie Lucas made for adults, you know. It, that got a PG rating, which yeah, I don't it, see how it, it got sounds. A... It sounds kind of like a uh, like an evolved version of Alf, except for it came out way before Alf did. Yeah, I actually liked Howard the Duck, which. It, it normally isn't the kind of movie I would have enjoyed, but uh, anyways, I did. Well, you're getting the soundtrack. Well, so. I mean, <laughs> on, on eight track. <laughs> the one complaint I did have about it was the relationship story arc between her meeting Howard and then just wanting to fuck him. It's pretty quick. Yeah, it's like, it's man, she quack. must want to fuck every creature that falls out of the sky the whole timeline is screwy because like you're saying there where she's ready to jump in bed with them pretty quick but then they they split up for a short time or what seems it seems like he's gone for a week but then it turns out he was gone like a day but he had like eight fucking jobs in one day yeah <laughs> i would have liked it if they would have spread that out a little bit the scene where he's in the unemployment office and that fucking <laughs> yeah. little get up he's got those little fucking uh uh, overalls on with the little yes. duck on it. Oh my god, I love that movie. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, that was my only complaint. Is like, it could. I wish it was a little bit longer of a movie. Which I know a lot of people are like, "Oh God, Howard Duck sucks." But I don't care. It was a good movie. It needed to be longer to to help pace it out a little bit. Uh, so th- some things would make a little bit more sense. I really like the idea of that one guy becoming possessed. Um, mm-hmm. Later on, the scientist. I was like, oh, "That's the know. principal from Ferris Bueller." Yes. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but he's been in a million freaking movies. So you'd recommend this, huh? I would recommend it, yes, and I would not recommend them to remake it because I'd be afraid oh, that if they remade it, they would CGI him. If this and... was CG, this movie would fucking suck. Oh yeah, it would this suck. Would be horrible. Yeah. The only the the best part about this is how good the the costume. Well, was. when they they're gonna remake gremlins they're gonna reboot gremlins and it's gonna be cg and oh, I, thought they were talking, I thought they were talking they're nope. gonna do puppets nope because they're gonna do 3d and they want to do it uh fully oh, immersive yeah. 3d so they're gonna ruin yeah, it it's just not gonna work it's well, not gonna you... be it's not that you can get rid of the original gremlins but no it's just you know taking well, what a can nice you do any better and... i mean the original gremlins is as close to a perfect movie as you can get Hey, yeah, what yeah, can you about, do better than the original? It's got horror. It's got comedy. It's got cute. It's got you know. Inter- the, the the worst part about Gremlins was uh, Phoebe Kate's sad little Christmas story, and they even made fun of it in, in no, Gremlins too. You know, no, the worst part about Gremlins is Corey fucking Feldman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the worst part of just about any movie. Yeah, yeah. I just don't get what they why they remake these movies. It's there's nothing wrong. Not that you. Look, they're, they're rebooting the Spider-Man already. I mean, you yeah. know, how, well, that's it's because Hollywood is desperate that's for ideas. Though. Spider-Man's got a million stories you can tell, you know. Reasons, yeah, but you don't need to zap him back to high school with an entirely new director. No. And well, when you're changing it. the entire cast, though, because the cast wants to suck Sam Raimi's dick and be like, oh, if he's not doing it, we're not going to do it. it. Funny what Spider-Man but Sam Raimi did a really good job with the first two. It was the studio involvement that fucked the third one up. It, if it had just been one, if it had been either Venom or Sandman, it had been fine. But well, they didn't you know, fire him. He just, both of them. he just quit. He of said that he, he quit didn't want to deal with it. 
Yeah, because they they were trying to force like a whole shit pile of of people on him. You know, it's like yeah. I like the 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 theory of one Spider-Man and one villain that worked out really well for the first two, and and it they abandoned it in the third one, and it fucked. Yeah, I, I like the multiple villains, but because that's one of the complaints I did have about the Spider-Man movies is that you know they didn't show him doing a whole lot. They just kind of showed, here's Peter's life. Oh, he happens to be Spider-Man at this time. Well, yeah, you figure if you're a fan, like too. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you're, uh, but if you were a fan of the cartoon, then he was always fighting, fighting multiple villains at one time. Yeah, I mean, you know, he had the Shocker and, and uh, that Rhino thing. <laughs> I gave my wife the Shocker one time. <laughs> <laughs> Two in the pink, one in the stink. Uh. <laughs> Somebody was gonna say it. Might as well be me. Yeah. That's right. It's a good way to bend your pinky up and stub it. Stub your pinky. <laughs> yeah. Not that I've ever uh, tried. My wife listens to this, so she's gonna think. God, I'm gonna get you bitched at now. Oh fuck! I'm gonna get jumped onto for saying I'm gonna get bitched at. <laughs> all right. She's all excited. She's all excited to get the shocker too. I'm gonna re. <laughs> I'm gonna re-edit like this really- to make it sound like all you could talk about was duck titties. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then duck titties and and duck titties. And- <laughs> well, I'm glad you liked it because that's it is. It's a, definitely a personal favorite of mine. I, I just love that movie to death. Yeah, I mean, so I, that, I, I uh, actually plan on watching it again later this week. Cool. So. so now Muffin gets to victimize someone. Uh, yep. Someone else next week. I just okay. typed up the list, and what I got now is we don't even have to pick a number. I just type our names into a, a random list or a list of random, <laughs> well, <a> random list. <laughs> yeah. I can lie. I'm sure this is I can lie. Random. So keep 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 giving me shit. I can lie. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that messes up my method that I had done. Okay, so I typed in Dan, then Jay. Than me, and I hit the button, and it came out Dan and Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> All right, good news, we Jay. Rhino, the power of numbers. Yes, good news, Jay. Uh, you just beat me out. So, Jay, you will be our movie ball victim for next week. And yeah, undead, what you will get I watch? Jay, pick a number between one and three. What is with the numbers and the picking? Because I, I, I thought I thought the movies were going to be picked this way, and I had three movies: one decent movie, two very bad movies, and oh. I, I wanted to be a one I'll of them's Eden Mug. Oh man, that's the worst movie burger ball of all. Uh, oh, okay, two. Oh man. <laughs> that ain't good. good. <laughs> <laughs> I broke back mountain, dude. <laughs> oh, no, now you gotta be lying. No, I'm not lying. Oh okay. no! See, it, was, it happened. It, it was happened. Broke back mountain, a small town gay bar, or, <laughs> or Resident Evil. What? The <laughs> <fuck>? <laughs> you lost That's that awesome. one. <laughs> wow! I think Dan said he's taking over this week. Uh-uh. Uh no, I don't think he did. Uh-huh. <laughs> that at all. No, I, I believe I said I would drop out of movie ball if I ever had to watch Brokeback Mountain. Then it was well, yeah, you don't. I do because you never said that ahead of time. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, I just don't have the same taste in movies as you, Jay. I'm sorry. 
Well, the good news is, Jay, you get to pick next week's movie if you want to punish everybody else. Uh, Do you have a movie picked up for next week? Yes, I do, actually. And I don't know if you guys consider it a punishment or if any of you guys have actually ever seen it. It's called WrestleManiac. No. no. Oh, God, that's bad. (laughs) I fell asleep. I've heard about it, but I've never seen it. I fell asleep during it Uh, last week. It's got Rey Mysterio Sr. in it. It's bad. It is bad. Have you seen it, Jay? Yes. WrestleManiac, huh? I'll I'll add that to my instinct cue then. And it's viewable by party and everything? There's... Um, Well, I don't think it's a Stars production side or a Stars or whatever. Double check it real quick here and let me pull it I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure it is, too. I just got to say, Dan, comes, I mean, comes Jay, with two stars loaded. Yo. I'm glad that you, you didn't pick Small Town Gay Bar, Jay, because so I would be able to discuss it with you. I was going to have to watch it, too. Because so. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched it. It's Kevin Smith produced. That's why I have it in my uh, instant queue is because Kevin Smith produced it. <laughs> as far as Russell Maniac, it looks like we're good to go. And it doesn't look like it's a stars movie. Okay. Yeah. I, I, it, it I didn't think it was no one of those stupid stars things that. Yeah, I don't. Must be a fucking rights issue or something. Yeah, like that. stars are pricks. Or the <sighs> star, stars. Well, you know what I mean. There is a bunch of titties in this one, though, ain't there? There is a lot of titties in this That's one. That's the only thing I remember. I heard that. Because I, I fell asleep. I heard they weren't very good, though. Oh, there's titties in Brokeback, Jay. <laughs> Yay. And titties. <laughs> Let me no. draw some on your back. <laughs> yeah. no, those are titties. That's really ass cheeks. Oh. <laughs> no, uh, you know the, the chick that plays the princess in those Disney movies? The princess movies? Um, what? Oh, God. She's fucking. Shit. I don't. I think it's just called Princess. Is it, is it Anne Hathaway in the Princess Diaries or whatever? Yeah, it's the Princess Diaries chick. She's topless in it. So, if you... That's just scary. I, I don't like to associate sex with Disney. <laughs> I had a I had a disturbing experience at a, uh, a strip bar for one of my buddy's bachelor parties. We went to this place called uh, Weasels, which is up by uh, Eagle River. That just River. sounds bad. And uh, and this one, this was oh man, this would have been back like in the early 2000s. It was right after Lion King came out, and uh, this one stripper did her whole routine to the Circle of Life on this oh big God. blanket. And uh, I I will not let the kids watch that movie in the house anymore because that <clears throat> what that stripper did so deeply affected me in my mind. <laughs> just the song alone is, I just no, you can't mix Disney and sex. It's wrong. what. Tell someone to strip to that song. I don't know, but I think it was something from from God. I I honestly think that it was inspired by the divine because it was quite impressive. <laughs> oh man, don't ever get old. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> How well, do we stop it? Well, no just in case, be- whenever I watch this movie, and. There is no dick in it, so don't worry. Well, no, I'm just saying, just in case, you know, I, I repeat anything that you happen to have said, uh, send me something, Undead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, send me something that... I see here for WrestleManiac that, that uh, Jay and Rhino have both already seen it and gave it two stars, so I'm guessing this is going to be a shit movie. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, 
like I said, there's there's titties in it, but uh, it's just a really lame. There's no story to it at all. But, but that's it's pretty a much slasher. Back. Yeah, it's a slasher. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Brokeback's just and it's, like... and it's got a surprise ending. Yeah. <laughs> See, I fell asleep, so I don't know what the ending is. So it'll, it'll be a surprise to me. Yeah, it's 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 a movie. Well, I hope I don't get hit again because <laughs> I hate wrestling. So. You gotta get that on the cover. <laughs> WrestleManiac. Jay Dirty says it's a movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. But what were you saying, Jay, about um, uh, me sending you nude pics or something? Well, yeah. I mean, nude. You know, thong, g-string, whatever. Okay. Tastefully I- nude. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you. I, I'll go ahead and make this clear. I weighed myself today, and I've gained twenty more pounds. I'm now reaching about three hundred pounds. So I don't know if you want <laughs> big sexy. That's what we're gonna start calling you, big sexy. Big sexy. Oh, man. Yeah, I quit smoking back in August, and I've put on like fifteen pounds. Uh, winter and then quitting smoking, and ugh, can't wait till spring gets here. I quit exercising back in June of last year. <laughs> And gain <laughs> quite a bit. So I do a lot of paintball and stuff during the summer, so I at least get out and run around a little bit. But during the winter, I don't do much. All I do is sit because I'm unemployed, and it's driving me inside. Wait, wait, I might not be unemployed after tomorrow. So, well, oh, no, good still, luck, man. No, yeah, still, good luck. I take it back. I'll still be unemployed. I'm just getting job training. Oh. So yeah, but yeah. in a couple of years after I go to college. <laughs> Because that's what I'm College. Doing. Yeah, networking. <laughs> How do you spell that? College. <laughs> C-O-L-I-T-C-H. <laughs> college. Let's go and to college. Get me a good education. <laughs> do it like the chick on the spelling bee where I scream out, C! <laughs> Probably just blew everybody's eardrums out. Nah, I wasn't. No, it really wasn't that loud. She spiked pretty bad on the old record recordometer. Record recordometer. <laughs> His power level. Oh god, I'm not gonna do that. Nine no, no fuck. I gotta stop myself. Like, <laughs> I don't have you all seen that on YouTube? Someone took a scene from Dragon Ball Z and remixed it into Techno Remix. It's where uh, one of them says his power level's nine thousand and they yes. just use that's so fucking cool. They, I love that. It happens all the time in World of Warcraft. Anytime anyone says a number that's something, someone always says it's over 9,000. Well, the problem is now is Oprah did this thing with some pedophiles, and one of them was caught with picture over 9,000 pictures, so now they've merged <laughs> both those. Oh, shit. <laughs> and you got Pedo Bear dancing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and it's horrible to be laughing at it, I think, but you yeah. can't help it. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you'd like to send us feedback about how bad that was, it's a movie <laughs> night podcast out hotmail.com. No, it's not. <laughs> Say tell, us what's wrong. tell us what's wrong with, uh, with Undead Muffin and his choice of pedophilia <laughs> and other strange things. <laughs> I'm, I'm not into that shit. Uh huh. I can I can easily edit that knot out of there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm into that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah. What's our website, Undead? 
Uh, God damn. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I actually got right here. Uh, It is www.movie.podcast.wordpress.com. What about the voicemail line, Dan? That voicemail there. See, I had the website ready to go. You guys are throwing everything (laughs) off there. Mixing it up. You can reach us at 206-4619. That wasn't passionate enough, six six six, Dan. Well, I know it's going to get uh, worked over in post, so I, I, you know, I was reserving uh, myself for next week. See, that's how directors get started, Dan. Oh, we'll <laughs> fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be directing Eating Log Two. <laughs> <laughs> eating Log Two, eating longer. <laughs> uh, return to the mountain. Mm. Oh God! The Jayback Mountain. I still, oh, I, I, oh, I really. <laughs> like I said, watching that movie, I really thought Dan. I thought you'd like that movie. I just, I was really surprised because I went on Netflix after I was done, and I saw you gave it a one star. And like, oh my Jesus, <laughs> this is gonna be a rough. This is gonna be a rough, rough episode. Yeah, you know, it was it was really remarkable because we all we all have our you know our link Netflix accounts where we can see what other people have said in movies, and we really are very similar in movies. But it seems like the ones who were different, it's way the fuck. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, there isn't anybody else that I've seen on Netflix that has as close to the because we're at like eighty percent, and I think everybody yeah. else is maybe in the sixties. I haven't seen anybody else in the eighties. It's yeah. pretty strange. <laughs> Apparently, we just find the ones we disagree on. hey it's jay's movie next week isn't it yeah he picked wrestlemaniac oh that oh that's your movie for next week (laughs) 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 yeah i didn't really need to get me an education (laughs) yes next week's movie will be wrestlemaniac I think it's from 2006. Uh, he slept through so much of this week's episode. He's going to have to listen to it to figure out what he missed. Uh, oh. <laughs> All right. Well, I think well, that's an episode, fellas. And then it's a wrap. Yeah. Where's the cat? <laughs> Bust a cat what in your ass. What are you going to do to the cat? <laughs> I'm going to kill our rat. cat. I'll kill our cat. All right, you you oh. got a cat. Rhino's got a turtle. Dan's got a dog. <laughs> Two dogs. Two dogs. You got a man, Jay. <laughs> oh, God. I might be on here next a little, week. Fuck you a guys. Little, a little Puerto Rican pool boy. <laughs> Unless we get some fucking feedback, Jay won't be on here anyway. I'm gonna mail him out in pieces. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's shit. I forgot about that. Yeah. All right. Well, oh, man. For movie night, this is Rhino signing out. Later. This is the Pocket Stand. On Dit Mutton. J Dirty. <laughs>